The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Well, hello and good evening from the pit at Elder High School. The Elder Panthers host the Mahler Crusaders tonight. And uh, when you hear the term Mahler Crusaders and uh, Elder Panthers, it's not hard to remember all the years and years and years of big battles that these two teams fought over for years and years. Of course, though, in the 70s and early 80s, uh, the dominance of the Mahler Crusaders over all GCL schools was heralded, and, uh, and and that's what most people that are elder fans have been around a long time. You remember those days, and you remember how difficult it was to, to obtain a win. Tonight, uh, on paper, the Elder Panthers come in and look they have well. They, they've, they've, their schedules uh, or their their records are flipped. Uh, one is five and one. The Elder Panthers and one is one and five uh, with the Mahler Crusaders. So on paper, it would look like the Panthers uh, should uh, do well and get a win out of this. But Steve and Tom, that's the last thing that Doug wants his players to to think. On yeah, you're right. On paper, Mark, this this isn't a match. The Mahler comes in at one and five. They were only competitive in two games, the one against uh, Lafayette out of Kentucky that they won uh, handily 68-7 to and, and inexplicably against the St. Xavier, Bom- Xavier Bombers. Excuse me, you know, they, they took them to a 27-24 halftime game and then shut St. X out in the second half. Nobody scored in the second half of that game, the final 27-24 to St. X. So inexplicably, they, they really played it up and did a good job. And then last week against LaSalle Lancers, they lost 41-20. to So um, just you know what they have, what they have to offer, like I said, on paper, Elders uh, averaging 417 yards a game. They're averaging 194 yards a game on offense. So um, they're, they're just not getting it, getting it. They're just not getting it together. Um, you don't know exactly what it is. A lot of turnover in, in the coaching staff and at the head coach position. I think they've had something like three head coaches in the last four years. Uh, so that's difficult for a program to, to, to build. But you know, as the season goes and as they've gotten into GCL play, they, they've looked a little bit better. Uh, so, you know, against St. X, they looked tough last week. Against LaSalle, I think for a part of that game, they were in it and, and looking pretty good. And, and then uh, LaSalle, just being as powerful as they are, just outlasted them at the end and, and won uh, handily by 20 or more points. So, you know, what this game should be and what this game will be, uh, you just don't know. With Tom, uh uh, they always say stats are for losers and, and, uh, and that, but the Mueller team is a very, very young team. And I know, uh, I have some people that I know in the Mueller area, they keep telling me, we need our fans to be patient with us. Uh, this is not the old days. Uh, we, we're, we're trying to build the program the right way. We want a coach that's going to stay here, and they want to do things the right way. So, uh, But he said, not always, I can't say our fans are all that patient 
Right, and, and that's the way it is. And, and Elder is so lucky to have the feeder schools and the desire and the willingness and, and wanting to play and to become an Elder Panther uh, football player uh, allows Elder not to have as many dips, if you will, in talent, and it allows Elder, along with the great coaching staff, to stay at a constant, a high, consistent winning level, uh, year after year after year. Uh, but, but you know, based on what I've read uh, with Moeller, I mean, I'm just looking at them out on the field, and they used to be monsters out there. These guys used to be; they would tower over a lot of the GCL schools, including Elder, over the years when they were heralded, Mark, like you said. But now they just, you know, they just look like regular average. Uh, high school players, and there's a few guys, obviously, on the on the defensive and offensive lines, I'm sure, that are going to stand out. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, that's why they play the game. I'll be looking very closely. My my uh, cousin, uh, sons plays on the team with wide receiver Jack Stodigal. So, you know, for, for at least one person on that team, uh, it would be nice to see uh, Jack and see what he can do for that team. But it should be a great game. Uh, but a lot at stake for the Elder Panthers. They were able to pull off a win last week at St. X, and I know we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, but to beat St. X two years in a row, guys, uh, that's pretty special, and I think that's a feather in the cap for the Elder coaching staff. Well, guys, let's look backwards for the Elder Panthers. Last week, they travel out to St. X Balaban Field. They get out, get a win, 31-28. Of course, uh, extremely exciting end. Elder holding off uh, the 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 surge, uh, the 21 points uh, by St. X in the fourth quarter. Uh, it. They, they came close, but uh, Elder held them off. But uh, looking at the stats, and, you know, uh, Elder, you're going to take what they give you. Uh, Passing-wise, uh, last week, Elder only had 60 yards uh, uh, passing the ball, but they had rushing yards 316, which was amazing. And the, the big guy, uh, quarterback Matthew Luby, had the brunt of them. And, and uh, he was, uh, you know, he, he was uh, taken – plays that, that are designed to go 7, 10 yards and, and just breaking them, taking them to the house. And over the years, Mark and Tom, we, we've seen so many teams that have that player that, that, you know, elders playing them, and once they get to the second level, you're just standing there looking like, oh, my God, why can't we catch this guy? Yeah. Now we have that player on the elder uh, team. Um, we, like I'm out there doing it. Now elder has, has – uh, has that player that, that and in Drew Ramsey they have two guys that once they get to the second level they just have flat out speed maybe not world class but it, it it's 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 faster than anybody else out there and it's just a, a weapon that is an equalizer especially when you have a quarterback that can run like that because in all defensive schemes the quarterback running is not one that you're you're really looking for unless you're playing an option team and then you have that man account for but it it, it is just kind of a wild card out there and it's such an advantage as we saw last week for elder you know guys we know um how sincere Steve Speck is, the coach for St. X, and uh, he's a straight shooter as far as I'm concerned. And he had, he had a, I guess, one of the ultimate compliments. He goes, Matthew Luby is good after the game. And he said uh, to his players, they beat us with what they knew, what we knew they were going to do to us, and they still did it. Elder has a very, very good offense. And coming from, you know, uh, a coach like Steve Speck, who has won state and has been around for a number of years, that's high praise coming from your competitor. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like Steve, like what you said, that Elder 
is good this year at analyzing what you're, what's available. What, what do I need to do? And, and they have multiple running backs uh, that they can go to. And I tell you, the, the, the player on defense that had the game of the year, Colton Sanders, uh, uh, I, I don't I think have, he was in on every other tackle uh, in the it, game. It was unbelievable. Number he, 29, number yeah. 29, number 29. Yeah, <laughs> he was amazing. So uh, the defensive side of the ball is really maturing, getting better and better. Earlier in the year, people are like, oh, defense, our defense. They're not saying that so much now. Uh, they still have a lot of work to do, but they're peaking at the right time. And uh, I think you know, there's some big games coming up, of course, where we'll we're talking a lot about that at the postgame show, but there's some big, fast teams coming in to play Elder, and uh, they're, they're needing to get that defense on the right track. Yeah, exactly, and it's, it's what Doug said at the beginning of week one, I remember. He said the defense is going to be like putting a puzzle together. You know, we're going to piece the puzzle together. We're going to see who can do what. Right now, based on spring or summer practice, we know X, Y, and Z. We're going to line them up as linemen and these guys as linebackers. And he's made a couple tweaks that I'll talk about in a few minutes uh, that, that, you know, that they're really molding into something special. And it makes it a lot easier when your offense is as talented and clicking on all cylinders when you have three linemen that are the scholarships of three big school Division One schools as seniors, uh, it allows a lot of things on offense to just kind of do what they do and then kind of work with the defense. And right now, it's it's all clicking. You know, Elder has a, an offense that can score from any point on the field at any time. But when you have a, an offense that has to score every time, it kind of puts it in a little bit different perspective. And when we were in that the, the game against the Florida team. They were kind of in that position where they had to keep on scoring because the defense just wasn't showing up then. But now with the defense kind of stepping it up, the offense, as we saw last week, can get in a rhythm and kind of probe the defense and figure out what's working, what's not working, and going for it and not having that high wire act of having to score 60 points a game. Just before we take a timeout, I just want to give a – Big old shout-out to Bill Hunt, 1939 Elder grad. He's listening to the game tonight. Bill turned 99 back in July. Happy belated birthday to you. And, Bill, thank you for listening and uh, cheering on the Panthers as you normally do. While you're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show, Elder Muller, we're going to be looking more in-depth at this game when we come back right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We're proud to support elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury, we can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999. That's 347 347- Nine 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 nine. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Seg here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a 1750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy at Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. 
problem. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Put your money where your heart is. Do business with someone who shares your faith and values from Sacred Heart Radio's Angels List of Underwriters. And don't forget to tell them where you found out about them. Go to sacredheartradio.com and click Angels List. And we're back at the Pitt at Elder High School where the Elder Panthers will be hosting the Mahler Crusaders tonight. And, of course, it is great school night here tonight. Uh, I think a lot of times the cheering section guys wear the colors of their grade school. And uh, I think there's going to be a grade school band playing. I think it's also senior night for the cross-country team. So a lot of things going on here at the Pitt tonight. Uh, Big, big GCL matchup. Pitt is filling up nicely and looking at our, our eye knit witness uh, weather radar looking like the rain is kind of spreading out and not looking uh, it, it, there's rain a lot to the south of us a little bit to the north but it looks like it's kind of splitting where we are here and uh, no rain right now at the pit and doesn't look like anything much going to happen here tonight so uh, that's good because I wore my rain gear I so too, I'm all so ready to go I figured if it does uh, we're going to get uh, we won't get rained on if I don't bring it we won't so uh, but guys said uh, there's some other big, before we get into the keys of this game, some other big games that we're going to be watching tonight uh, at the post-game show. And, of course, joining us tonight will be Joe Harbin. There's lots of stuff to talk about with that. But uh, St. X uh, will be playing uh, Clarkson North. Uh, the, is that is that the same one we're playing? Yeah, that's yeah, the, the same, same team. One. Yeah, that's football north. Yeah, yeah out, and, out of Clarkson uh, or so, associated with Clarkson School. or uh, I'm not quite sure. But, yeah. So that that's a big one. I think one of the other big biggest games in the GMC Fairfield Princeton. That that's definitely has a lot of Harbin points. Of course, Fairfield coming in at number one in the Harbins and and uh, number one in the region. So that'll be a big big matchup. And of course, uh, Winton Woods uh, is who they're playing at Edgewood tonight. Uh, so that's not a big matchup with a, a team we'll be seeing next week. And Winton Woods coming off two losses in a row. <clears throat> not surprising the first loss. Where they uh, hosted Lakewood St. Ed's two weeks ago and lost, and then they lost last week. So, in the Harbin for Region Eight, which is Division Two around here, <clears throat> Winton Woods is uh, sixth or seventh, and they have Elder and LaSalle uh, yet on the schedule. So uh, they're really yeah, they traveled out to it. Christian Brothers and lost, and you know it, that's a team we played last year. Elder Christian Brothers came in oh, here, yeah. so yeah. Uh, uh, I know. I think it was Christian Brothers came in here, so uh, that's that. So we got a lot, a lot of things we're going to be looking at. Uh, and the, at, another big game is LaSalle traveling over to uh, Cuffcath. Uh, two undefe- undefeated teams tonight, and, and Covenant Catholic—they haven't defeated a GCL South team since 2001. So they're looking to to, to right that ship. And LaSalle out to prove that uh, anybody, everybody wrong. I guess it's unknown as to what they really have based on their early schedule. Although. You know, beating Lakota West in week one and Mason in week two, not too shabby. But, you know, they're they're under the gauntlet for the rest of the year as well. Both teams coming into that game undefeated. So uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting match. All right, well, let's look at tonight's game, the, the, the matchup. Uh, let's look on the, uh, the Mahler side of the spectrum here, Steve, and what can we expect for the Mahler Crusaders tonight? At the beginning of every year for, for Elder, when the coach comes out and talks, 
he'll go through the, the schedule and say, you know, we got this team coming this week, this team coming that week. I think we can do this. I think we can do that. But in reality, these are really good teams, and possibly we could end up being 1-5 and five at the end of this stretch. Well, if you look at Mueller's schedule, the first six weeks of the season, they played Cathedral, which was 5-2 and two at this point. They played Trinity, which is 5-2 and two at this point. They played Winton Woods, who are 4-2. and two, And they played St. X and LaSalle, 5-1 and one and 6-0, and oh, respectively. So they played a whale of a schedule. The, the Lafayette team are 1-6. and six. That's the one team that they did beat up on. And that would be the game that they would be expected to win. So... Saying that that Moeller is not a good team, looking at the competition they played, that you know, even though they weren't really in those games, it's like, you know, it, it, that's why you just don't know what you're going to get tonight. But uh, you know, they, they've played some very very good competition. Came out on the losing end of all but one of those games, but played very five very good teams. And uh, they were in the same X game, like I said. In the first half, though, they've been outscored 119 to 74. So at halftime in every game except the one they won, you know, they, they've been pretty much out of it except for the St. X game. Um, they've scored 112 points total for the year. If you take the 68 points out that they scored against Lafayette, that's 44 points left. Divided by five games, they're averaging nine points a game. You're not going to beat anybody averaging nine points a game while they're giving up 34 points a game in that, that, that same uh, respect. So, you know, the, the, that, those numbers just aren't working for them. Um, their only lead at halftime was against the Lafayette School, and they, you know, the one fun fact is they did shut out St. X in the second half. Um, you know, the players that you're going to be looking at, uh, Drew, Alto, I don't even know how, Mule, um, number 12, uh, just don't know how to pronounce his name. Right. Not, not going to be, uh, anyway, he, he's uh, 43 of 92 for, for 622 yards, uh, and his longest, he's thrown a 70-yard pass. The rushing, you're going to hear uh, number 27 and number 23, Gabe Goins and uh, Brian White are pretty much their workhorse backs. They get the ball. Gabe Goins has only rushed for, for uh, uh, two, uh, 206 yards and Brian White uh, 82 yards because, like I said, uh, rushing-wise, they're only averaging 85 yards a game. So, And, and passing, um, they're, it's only just on the other side of 100. So they're not an offensive juggernaut at all. Re- receiving-wise, um, Brandon White, uh, Carrington Valentine, and Gabe Goins are, are, are their go-to guys. Brian, Brandon White, mainly, uh, he's got nine receptions for uh, 212 yards. Uh, Jack, uh, what's your cousin? Stodical. He's, he's got one reception for two yards. Yards, so uh, he's 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 got his hands on the ball. You know, maybe they'll work it to him a little bit more. But Mark and Tom, I, I think you know a lot of unknowns for the Moeller Crusaders tonight. And uh, I think you know for Moeller to win this game, my first key is they need to, to score first, which they haven't done, I don't believe, all year except the the, the one outrider game against the Lafayette team. And um, I, I think they need to get up and they need to take the pit out of the game. If, if this place be, you know, you know, we've been here enough to know that when the crowd smells blood, it gets pretty rowdy in here vocally. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that, that a key is for them to, to take control of the game early. Also, 
the second key is uh, they're only rushing for 85 yards a game. They're only averaging three yards a carry, and they need to establish some kind of a running game against the elder defense. Or, or they're, they're, and the elder defense has shown through the year that they are success, susceptible to the run. So if, if they can turn that to their advantage, more Crusaders uh, might be able to establish because they, they, their best defense is going to be a good offense to keep the elder offense off the field. And finally, they need to finish the game. They've not put together a good four quarters all year. And for them to be competitive tonight, that's what they're going to have to do. So in a nutshell, Moeller's going to have to thread the needle and play a perfect game to, to get out of here with a W. Well, let's switch on to the other side of the ball. And, Tom, uh, let's look at the Elder Panthers, of course, coming in with a big, big uh, win last week. A little bit of momentum, 5-1, and one, feeling good. Uh, and, and I think they have high hopes to win the GCL. I really do. And coming into this game, they're averaging 40 points on offense per game and giving up 28 points with the Panthers. Moeller, on the other hand, to Steve's point, uh, uh, they're uh, a meager 19 points uh, per game on the offensive side of the Crusaders, and they're also giving up 28 points a game. Uh, Elder's lowest scoring game offensively was at Lakewood St. Ed's when they lost 42-25. to 25. So uh, last week was uh, Matthew Luby's second game this year where he rushed for over 200 yards. The first time was at Gahana Lincoln, and uh, last week uh, he was also... Uh, over 200 yards. So when you have that kind of attack, uh, it's 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 pretty nice to uh, rely on, uh, you know, a hike from the center to the quarterback, and then let Matthew Luby do what he does best. Uh, there was a local article this week about uh, Matthew Luby and the potential of him to become the first quarterback in the GCL history to rush for over a thousand yards. Uh, Chris Rohr. Uh, was close in 2013 for the Panthers when he rushed for 917 yards. Uh, Matthew Luby currently is at 649. He needs to average 88 yards a game to finish at over 1,000 yards. And the last GCL player to do it was Jeremy Larkin for the Lancers. He did it both in 14 and 15. So uh, Luby's like following a nice long list of competent quarterbacks uh, where it was uh, Bittner, who's at Tennessee, and before him it was Danny Neiman and then Peyton Ramsey. So uh, right now, Matthew uh, Luby and Drew Ramsey uh, is what Doug said at Dance Club on Tuesday night. You guys were talking earlier about guys that can make plays. They provide the wiggle is what Doug mentioned, and I kind of like that term. They When they get in the open space, they give that wiggle along with the speed, so usually it's lights out when they get into the secondary. Mark, you talked about Elder's defense, and if I could, I'd like just to talk a little bit about what they've done in the last couple weeks here. Doug said on Tuesday night at Dad's Club, the defense is as aggressive as they've, as they've played all year when they played last week against St. X. Confidence is increasing each game, and the, and the certain players are starting to settle into positions. Specifically, he mentioned Tanner Purdue uh, as a senior he began the year as an outside linebacker, and now he's on the defensive line. And last week he had five tackles and one interception against St. X. He also mentioned Nicholas Seeger. Began the year as a cornerback, and now he's an outside linebacker. Last week he had four tackles versus St. X. You guys mentioned Colton Sandus. Uh, Doug thinks he has the possibility, the chance to be the GCL South Defensive Player of the Year. He had 11 tackles last week against St. X. Ben Dieters had nine tackles. And uh, Connor Keys 
He had two and a half sacks last week, which puts him third in the GCL, and uh, and so on and so forth. So the keys to the game for the Elder Panthers: uh, get an early lead. Can't let Moeller believe that they can play with the Panthers. Elder is the better team on paper. They need to play like it. Moeller is young and prone to mistakes. Uh, it is going to be a challenge for Moeller to compete. And the hope is that all the players on the elder side of the ball believe that. Uh, have difference makers make the plays. Uh, and that specifically is Matthew Luby, who last week uh, rushed for 236 yards against St. X. And Drew Ramsey uh, last week had the convincing touchdown for 45 yards late in the game to seal the game. Uh, and then Tommy Thaman, he's a great hand work. Uh, on the extra point to get the snap down. So there was a lot of good things. Steve, you already mentioned this, uh, home field advantage. The older crowds have been the difference makers to date. And if they win this game, they'll pretty much wrap up a playoff spot. Uh, regarding injuries, they're pretty much injury-free. Luke Kendra sprained his knee last week but should be okay for tonight's game. And that's pretty much it, guys. All right. Well, let's head down to the field with Len Harvey and head coach Doug Ramsey. Thanks, Mark. I'm joined on the field by Elder Head Coach Doug Ramsey. Another great win last week over rival St. X. Had to hold on a little bit in the fourth quarter, but otherwise, great game. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought, uh, I thought defensively for three and a half quarters, we were really, really good. You know, uh, X is a team that's been scoring a lot of points and uh, you know forced a couple turnovers early, and uh, they did a good job offensively. We were, we were, we were good. We weren't great, but we did, we did enough good things, I think, in the run game to. Uh, to hang on to the ball, and you know, and you know, you say, "Oh, but you scored 31 points, so it was a pretty good, pretty good night." Now the passing game was a little tough, but you, you had the great running game. Luby was terrific on the ground, uh, but the passing game couldn't get started. Well, we didn't really throw it that much. Um, you know, we they, and they did a good job. I, they weren't going to let they weren't going to let Joe Royer catch too many balls, but uh, but yeah, we had a couple opportunities. I, you know, I still argue that the uh, the one in the end zone was a touchdown. Uh, you know, when he ruled that as an incomplete pass or pass interference, but. Uh, but you know, uh, yeah. So it was just one of those nights, and, and uh, like I said, we were we were more especially when we got into the second half and had to lead. It was about the clock at that point in time, and not about you know too much throwing the ball around. Now uh, the schedule doesn't get any easier tonight. Now, now Mola played X pretty tough. You look at them tonight. Uh, what, what should we look for? Well, you know, everybody's oh, Mola's not good. Mola's not good. Well, that, that's not true. You know, Mola. You look at the the teams they've lost to. They've lost to some really good football teams. You know, they they they, they were really close with uh, uh, with X, and um, you know they've got some skilled players on offense. They've got a running back, sophomore. It's a really good player. They've got uh, some receivers. They, they, they can big play you, and that's what we have to prevent with. with those guys, you know, uh, they got a quarterback that transferred over from from Sycamore. Um, you know, defensively, I think their defensive line is really good. You know, they play a lot of guys there, and then they've got a corner that's that's committed to Kentucky. So there's there's good football players out there. You know, I think it's just a you know, new coach, and I but I, I, I do think they're they're starting to you know, find their stride a little bit. And you mentioned you know you talk about the fact that uh, regardless of, of records, it's always a great game between Mueller and Elder. Yeah, you know, it's a typical GCL thing. It doesn't matter what people's records are. They're going to be excited to play here, and, and we're going to be excited to play, and and, and, and we just got to be ready to go. We, you know, I, it's like talking kids this week about it. It's like we, we got to come out, you know, we, we, we don't want them to hang around. We got to come out and, and, and take control of the game early. Now, defensively, you mentioned three and a half quarters last week. You got to play a full game tonight. I would imagine to be a little bit, make you feel a little bit better. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you got to give X some credit, and we were doing some things too where. 
you know, it's it's it's, it's catch and tackle kind of thing, and and they did a good job. But I, I, like I said, I will I will not complain about the way we played defense last week. Definitely not. Great game and uh, good luck tonight. All right, thank you. You're, thanks, Coach, and you're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show on the Prep Sports Radio Network. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. This is Bill Hemmer, Fox News Channel, Elder Class of 83. No one forgets their first time in the pit, and neither do I. And today, with technology, I can catch every Elder football game, no matter where in the world the news takes me. The Prep Sports Radio Network and ehsports.com. Altiora and go Panthers. This is Cardinal Raymond Burke. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoding Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosart Pharmacy, Skyline Chili, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. And now, let's go down on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bangle. Well, good Friday evening and welcome to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bengal. Tonight, week seven of the high school football season. And tonight, we are back at the pit for the Prep Sports Radio Network. Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week. Live around Cincinnati, you're hearing us on Sacred Heart Radio around the world at ehsports.com. We also have our friends at Moeller listening tonight as the Panthers take on the one and five Moeller Crusaders. Elder comes in five and one after a win against St. X. They had a 24-7 lead in the fourth quarter, held on for a 31-28 win. Matthew Luby ran for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Moeller, meanwhile, comes in one and five after a loss at LaSalle, 41-20. Coached by Todd Noman in his first season. And, Phil, always a big game tonight against Muller. GCL South games, every time you know, teams are coming in to the pit, it's going to be one of those games that you just have to make sure you don't look at the records. You just do what you got to do so that you are able to take care of business tonight because Muller has played well against a lot of teams, so it doesn't mean that their record really shows what they're capable of. Tonight's Wardway Fuels game time temperature is 70 degrees. Wardway Fuels provides heating and oil and propane for the home and business needs. And Wardway Fuels is located at the corner of Glenway and Bridgetown at 513-574-0061. And we are underway. Connor Amon kicks it off into the end zone, and that will go in the back of the end zone. Muller comes in in their road white jerseys with the blue pants and the yellow stripe along the side. And 
Elder, meanwhile, they come in in their normal uh, home purple jerseys and the purple pants along with the white stripe, the white helmets, and the purple. So tonight uh, we'll start off at the 20-yard line for Muller. Muller has got uh, some work to do tonight at 1-5. and five. Absolutely. Against the Panthers, you're going to have a lot of work to do. Elder's defense looked really good last week against St. X for about three and a half quarters until X's offense came on. So let's see if we get that Elder defense again. We're setting up with, it looks like, Evan Springer in at quarterback for Moeller. And going to the right side, he's got one wide receiver, one uh, out there. And now the, the snap is not a good one. It's going to be picked up by Eli, and he's going to run it across the 22-yard line. Uh, maybe the 23 where they'll set up there. Finally brought down on a play by a couple different Panthers. Connor Keys getting off the pile, Paff getting off the pile. Tucker, uh, but that's a play. You know, they get a bumble snap in the backfield. Panther defense got to get on that right at the start. GCL South game, you know, push Muller back right away. Uh, the, the snap, you know, those things, you got to get a push up front to make sure you disrupt them a little bit more. Setting up a second down at six at the 24-yard line. They'll line up at quarterback. It's Evan Springer for Muller. And they will set up in the backfield with uh, Nate Eli in, in the backfield for them and we get 11:27 left here in the opening quarter la rosa's makes it easy to order your favorite pizza on your smartphone or your tablet go to larosas.com order online or download a mobile app at larosas.com and a reminder those of you that are listening on the molar crusader side uh possibly getting a little bit better signal at 9 10 a.m can also get you there on sacred heart radio so to hear it second down and 11 on the 19 with 11 13 to play in the opening quarter is a handoff to eli eli across the 20 he's at the 25 and he gets to the 28 yard line and that'll be uh Dieter's on the tackle with 11 3 and that uh, will be a third down coming up for the crusaders the elders Elders defense, well, you know, they got a five-yard penalty on that last one for an illegal substitution, and so the Panthers able to get them back, actually, to a second and 11. So it would have been able to, to maybe get a little bit, you know, make a difficult third down, but easy run on the outside, third and two. This is not the defense we saw there at the start against St. X. Third and two from the 28, no score. 10.35 remaining in the opening quarter here at the pit. Going from right to left to the Crusaders. Springer the handoff to Eli, crossing the 25, but gets to the 27-yard line before he stacked up Colton Sanders, who has 50 tackles, make that 51. Yeah, leading, he, he took over leading the GCL. Uh, Seeger comes off the pile as well. You know, He's leading the GCL in tackles. Connor Keyes is right there with him uh, on the back of that. You know, Matthew Luby's leading the GCL in rushing, so the Panthers doing good things in the stat world. It'll be a fourth and two from the 28-yard line. They will line up back as Noah Hughes, who's got a good leg. Dieters uh, will check back at the 35-yard line. Setting up now, and Hughes will kick it. It's actually Thayman will go back and get it, but it's going to be a short kick this time. Bounces inside the 50 to the 45, and the and the Elder Panthers will have a good field position for their first drive of the game. And a reminder, uh, just to say thank you, 1939 Elder alumnus Bill Hunt listening to the game tonight. Well, Bill turned 99 back in July. Thank you, Bill, for listening and cheering on the Elder Panthers. Go Panthers. And Bill Hunt, happy 99th birthday in July. First down and 10 at the 48-yard line for the, for the Elder Panthers. We're going to have three wide receivers off to the right, including Drew Ramsey. He'll be on the inside. And they set up shotgun formation, setting up his Luby. 
Luby looking, looking to the right, throws it to Ramsey, across the 45, he's out to the 50, 45, into, into Muller territory at the 44-yard line. A good tackle on the player, getting him out of bounds anyway, it was, uh, was Kyle Bieber for Muller. And Brandon Gurwell of Muller made it real difficult for Dakota Postal to get that block to really secure Ramsey to sideline, but eventually Postal was able to get, get to that point uh, for the Panthers, but I'd like to see if, if Elder can get Luby and Ramsey going. Might be a long night for the Crusaders. Second down and one from the 43. Three wide receivers off to the left. Setting up his shotgun. Luby looks. He's going to run it. This time he gets inside the 40 to the Muller 38-yard line before he's taken down there. So a first down for the Panthers. They get a good drive. Cole Banker, West Shell are two strong names you can trust when marketing or buying a home. And they're proud to continue servicing the west side of the elder community. Cole Banker, West Shell at 922-9400 to visit them at cbws.com. First down and 10 for the Panthers at the 38-yard line of Muller. Three wide receivers for Elder to the left. They set up with Royer, Postal, and Ramsey. Shotgun formation is in the throw to Ramsey to the left. Inside the 40 to the 35 to the 30. Out of bounds at the 28-yard line before he's taken down by Michael Leonard for the Panther. For uh, Muller, rather. And uh, Kyle Bieber for the Crusaders again came up and did really disrupted Postal on the side. So he's doing a good job not letting Ramsey get that lane between Royer and Postal. So he is bouncing those out. Like you said, he's like he's just barely getting the sticks. He's almost breaking them. Second down and one for the Panthers. 9.08 to play here in the opening quarter. No score. Three wide right. Shotgun formation for Luby. And Luby sets up at his 35. Going to run it inside the 30. And he gets tackled immediately on the play. And that was a tackle by number 15. Nate Paps making the tackle for the pan- for uh, Muller. Now fooled it all on that one. Stayed home. Made a good play. Paps is wrapped up. Took down Luby. And, and I think that's going to be the key for the Crusaders is how, how do you watch so that the Panthers don't get that draw that they were so successful with against St. X. Catania comes in the game for the Panthers. It's a third down and one. They mark it at the 29-yard line, so no gain on the play. Two wide receivers to the right for the Panthers, including Catania. Empty backfield, though. Now they go in motion, and Catania goes in the back uh, of Luby. Now the throw to the left side. It's complete. It's Postal inside the 15 to the 10 and 5. Let's see. Out of bounds at about the one-yard line. And it looked like almost he stepped out around the 20, but uh, did not, and they get him at the one-yard line. So Postal does a good job keeping the play going. Yeah, you made a good point. I mean, that's it. He kept the play going. He could have easily at any point kind of just nudged out of bounds, but he kept tiptoeing the line down and get to the Panthers. Now, you know, they're going to mark him back a little bit further than we thought. I thought he got almost all the way down to the goal line, but Panthers first and goal from the seventh. First and goal, yes, they mark him at the seven. Royer's going to line up wide to the left. They've got two to the right, including Postal, as Catania runs off the field. First down and goal at the seven. Shotgun for Luby. Looking to the right, throws it to Ramsey. Ramsey to the ten. He's to the five. He's going to go into the end zone for the touchdown. Seven yards, Drew Ramsey. Elder six, Muller to nothing. And that was one he just broke. It looked like actually the Crusaders are going to get outside and make a play. But then good blocking by the Panthers. Hat on a hat on the sideline there. And then just able to get get into the end zone and score a touchdown. Seven-yard completion to Ramsey. The Panthers have a 6-0 lead pending this extra point. Thamen's going to hold it as they wait to get everything set up here. And Thayman calls out, and now will still just lean down to get ready to hold this one. 
Now the snap, the hole by Thayman, the kick by Harmeyer is up and good. So with 8-10 to play in the opening quarter, it's the Elder Panthers 7 and the Mola Crusaders nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth at the pit at Elder High School. The Panthers strike first. A seven-yard touchdown catch by Drew Ramsey from Luby, and it is seven-nothing Elder on top. Connor Eamon looking to kick it off for the second time of the game as Elder won the toss and elected to defer. And they'll set up back deep. Now this kick is going to go back into the end zone again. And it takes uh, Andrew Dayline back into the end zone. So it'll be a first and ten again at the 20, so Elder does a good job in their first drive. Well, it, uh, offensively, it looked like it sputtered a little bit with the draw. Moeller committed to it, and that's when the Panthers started bouncing stuff outside. You know, it's like last week they tried to see if X was ever going to commit to the draw, and they just never did. They just kept trying to make sure Royer didn't beat him, uh, and the Panthers were able to, to win on that. So tonight, Moeller changing it up, but Elder still able to find what they need to do. Drew Altamule back in at quarterback now for Moeller. He's got Eli to the right side. Shotgun formation. Altamule throws. It's complete to Eli, and Eli gets back to the 20-yard line, but that's going to be about it. Uh, Looked like good play on on the play for the Panthers. That was... uh, Austin Wanderstrock. Yeah, Wanderstrock got out there, uh, made the initial play, and then it was cleaned up. But just Johnny on the spot to keep that ball right at the stick. So Wani coming in, you know, making some plays as Elder shifted some guys around on defense. So no gain on the play. A second down and 10 for the Crusaders. 7.40 remaining in the opening quarter. It's 7-0 Elder Panthers on a 7-yard touchdown catch by Drew Ramsey. They line up shotgun out to Mule. And he's got two wide receivers to the right side and one to the left side. Now out to Mule, give it, and it's going to be reverse. It's the wide receiver across the 30, 35, 40, 45, a foot race down the 40, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Brandon White for Moeller. And it's 7 to 6, pending this extra point. White. But there is a flag down on the play back at the 29-yard line, and I think this one is coming back, Phil Bengal. Yeah, I think you're going to get a clipping. That's coming back. Elder was in the right spot to make the play, and, you know, get clipped in the back, can't make it, so the Panthers coming around. Now, one thing, though, that I will say is that that's got to be a little bit of a concern for the Panthers, you know, writing that one down. Brandon White really able to get away and get space and separation from the Elder Panthers, so... Elder's defense got to meet him. They almost had a chance to get him at the line of scrimmage. Didn't get the tackle done, and you can see how terrible that could be for the Elder defense if they continue to let White get behind them. He's got some real speed. He did. He was off to the races, and it was a call back, so we'll take two, I guess, on that one. So second down, they'll mark it. Uh, they're going to mark him back at about the, uh, let's see, they mark it at the 19-yard line. So on the clip and the. 
So it'll be third down and 11. 7-17 remaining here in the opening quarter. We'd like to welcome our Molar Crusaders listeners tonight to this Elder Panther game of the week as well. You can listen on 9-10 a.m., probably get a stronger signal, or 7-40 around town here for Sacred Heart Radio. Three wide receivers off to the right side and one to the left. Shotgun formation set up, and Alta Mule gives it off to Eli. Eli across and gets to the 25 and maybe the 30-yard line, and... It's going to be pretty close to a first down. I was trying to see who came off the bottom of that pile. I think it was Wanstrad again, but catching the runner. I mean, that's not going to work well for the Panthers. We always talk about that, you know, low man wins, but low man's not necessarily going to win if you're just catching them when you're on the ground after a 10-yard pickup. They mark him a first down, so it'll be a first and 10 for the Crusaders at the 30-yard line, 6.52 remaining. In the opening quarter, 7-0 Elder on top. Altamule, shotgun formation. Eli to his left side. Now the fake and now the give to Eli. Eli is going to be tackled at the 30-yard line for no gain on the play. And get a little, little talking back and forth between the Crusaders and the Panthers. As that was uh, Tanner Purdue. The 5th Annual Eucharist uh, Procession in downtown Cincinnati was sponsored by St. Antoninus Holy Name Society. Taking place Saturday, October the 19th. The day begins at 9 a.m. with a mass at St. Peter's and Chains Cathedral with a procession to Old Mary's St. Church. Old Mary's Church, rather, following the mass. Once again, October 19th, mass at 9, Cathedral Eucharist Procession following at Old Mary, Old St. Mary's Church. And now looking at a second and tenth, looking to throw down the field, and it is complete at the old. Oh, did he get his feet in bounds? He's going to say no. Great catch on the play by Brandon White, but he was out of bounds. His legs took him out. He went out of bounds and in the air, and no good. Yeah, good play by the Panthers defense to make sure it disrupted. Don't let him land. He gets out of bounds. Incomplete. But, you know, I'm looking at it, the fact that the concern for me is the time that that Moeller had there to throw it. So, I mean, if you're you're Moeller Crusaders, you're really happy with that. The deep offensive line gave a lot of time to read that pass downfield. And then Elder just really not getting that push up front that they need to, to pressure quarterback. Like we said, last week Connor Keyes got the Panthers' first sack of the season. And they line up Davis at tight end now for, he's going to line up as a wide receiver here. A third down and 10 at the 30-yard line. One wide to the right, two to the left. Altamule looks to throw, throws it. It's over the head and intended for number 25, Daniel Dunlop, and that is incomplete. Just a quick play, quick play there by the Crusaders. Elders defense just kind of in the right spots. Nothing big. So Tommy Thamen, let's see if he'll field this punt. The last punt was really kind of offside of the foot, end over end, real short kick. So this one coming from about the 30. Noah Hughes will punt it. He's back at his 15. Fourth and 10 at the 30-yard line. Thamen at the 35 of Elder to look to return this kick. And now Hughes will set up, and it's a high kick. This one's going to take it. A fair catch is called at the 35-yard line by Thayman, and that's where the Elder Panthers will start off with a 7-0 lead. 5.45 remaining in the opening quarter, and so far Elder on their second drive. First drive was pretty good. Yeah, good drive, but just a little bit slow to develop. Not the big plays we saw against Action. Elder scored in a hurry last week. So Elder's offense, they really haven't gone to, you know, to Joe Royer yet at all, or really even, you know, Volmer or Postal. They've just been really working Luby and Ramsey. So let's see, you know, what they can do. Postal had that one big catch, 
Let's see if the offense wants to spread it out. First and ten at the 37. Two wide to the left side. They go in motion to the right and postal. Luby's going to pitch it to the right to Catania, and he is stacked up at the line of scrimmage and back a little bit at the 33-yard line. Tackle on the play by number 32 for Muller, and that was Deuce Shaw, the second. Nothing going there for the elder offense, but the one thing, you know, Moeller's defense sniffed that play out perfectly, knew what was coming, know their scouting reports, you know, from the week. But the thing I like is just over on the sideline, just very calm, cool, and collected. You know, Coach Ramsey hollers out the one guy, hey, you got to block here a little bit, and they just move on to the next play. Postal and Royal to the left. It's a second down and 12 at the 35-yard line. Shotgun for Luby, rolling to the left. Now looking, he's got Royer at the 40. Uh, check that, that's Postal at the 30. He's at the 42-yard line where they'll uh, give him there. So Dakota Postal catches it to the 42-yard line. It'll be a third down coming up for the for the Panthers. Is your coach's corporate uh, uniform getting a bit outdated? Well, it's your team coach's shirt worn out. Well, contact Sean Mason at the Underground Sports Shop. Shirts, caps, coats, whatever you need. Your company logo can be on it, customized with the newest style items. Visit undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Underground Sports Shop, the official provider of the Prep Sports Radio Network. Third down and four at the 43 for the Panthers. One wide left, two wide to the right side. 425 remaining in the opening quarter. Rolling is Luby to the right. Is complete to Ramsey at the 50, 45 into Muller territory right around at the 40-yard line before he's taken out of bounds by Will Bradley. Ramsey gets into a hole in the, the Muller secondary. You know, looking downfield a little bit. Go back to that last play. You know, Postal's five yards. Royer's ten. Same thing again. Yeah, guy just past Ramsey gets it there. Get the first down. Let's. You know, the elder offense, they need to kind of get into a rhythm. I mean, that's really where it needs to be. Moeller's defense done a good job stopping them from the big play so far. They mark him at the 40, first and 10 at the 40 for the Panthers. One wide to the right. They go two wide left. The fake to the right. Now Luby rolls left, throws it across. It's complete. It's at Evan Vollmer, and Vollmer gets out of bounds at the 32 of Moeller. And that will be a first down for the Panthers. It looks... Well, they'll set it up here, a second down, rather. Kyle Bieber on a yeah. stop for the Crusaders, just right there on the catch, got him right out of bounds. I mean, the Panthers still almost pick up the first down, but you know, Bieber does a good job in coverage, making sure he doesn't pick up any yards after catch. Three and a half remaining here in the opening quarter. Panthers on top, seven to nothing. They're into Muller territory, and they've got a ball, the second down and two at the 32-yard line. And they're going to line up with two wide left. Larkin is actually a wide receiver here to the left side. Two to the right. Postal is wide right. Shotgun with Catania in the backfield. And now the give to Catania up the middle inside the 30. And he's tackled immediately right around the 29-yard line. And that could be close to a first down yeah, to the Panthers. They're, they're going to give it to him, the guy on the side. Uh, on the Moeller sideline, uh, gave it to him, gets him, I think, above just past the marker. And unless they bring it out for a measurement, I still think that they're going to tell him to go ahead and move it. Yeah, I think you're right. It is a first down for the Panthers. And they'll mark it with three minutes and counting left in the first quarter. Elder has a 7 nothing lead. If you're just joining us, a seven-yard touchdown catch by Drew Ramsey for the touchdown for Elder. Three wide to the right. And they go Vollmer in motion to the left with Royer to his right side. And now looking as Luby back at his 35, steps up, throws complete to Ramsey, 25. And he's to the about close to the 20-yard line, which will be close to another Elder Panther first down. But Ramsey so far having a great game. Well, Moeller's defense is taking away everything deep. 
They're taking away everything downfield. So Ramsey's been able to get a couple of hitter, quick hitters across the middle, sitting to, you know, little holes in the zone. So nothing. Muller's just, they do not want to give it the big play. I think it's kind of my, what I'm picking up, their scouting report. They're okay giving up five yards, seven yards, but just don't let them get those big 60-yard runs that they basically hang their hat on with the offense. Catania goes in motion, one wide to the left in Postal, then two to the right. It's looking Luby, right side throws. It is complete. Let's see, Ramsey, no, they're going to say no right around the 16-yard line. So Ramsey incomplete there. It'll be a third down coming up for the Panthers. For over 30 years, Prep Sports Radio has been around. Well, Cooper Electric's been a proud sponsor the entire time. Reliable courtesy and quality. It's the hallmark of Cooper Electric's business. Upgrade to your home or business to efficient LEDs or elaborate changes or remodels. Call Cooper Electric President Elder Grad Greg Hyland at 513-271-5000. Stay tuned after the game. We have the Cooper Electric Star of the Game every week. Third and two. The ball spotted at the 22. A minute 59 remaining in the opening quarter. Elder with a 7-0 lead. And they go right side and Postal, and he's going to give it up. It's Luby. It's at the 15 to the 10, and a gain of 12 on third down, and Matthew Luby gets a first down for the Panthers. Just working like he normally does. He gets hit a few times, Luby, but he, he continues to, to drive those legs and move up the field. So as that clock ticks down, this it's kind of odd. After last week, I mean, in a way, sometimes Elder's offense is gone, or you go back to the Florida game and how many quick points were going up. And the Panthers, we're at a minute 30. Yeah. And the Panthers are just now looking to see if they can punch their second one in. And here they go with three wide receivers off to the right. Catania now going to run in from the sidelines. And now they'll line up right to the right side of Luby. And now Larkin lines up to the left side of him. And now the give to Catania. Catania inside the 10. He's rolling out to the outside, but nothing doing there. He was tackled immediately by number 11, Ryan Anderson of Muller. So not much on that one. Good open field tackle on Catania there by Anderson. And he's the type of guy, he's a very unpredictable runner. And he broke down Anderson and just wrapped up, make the tackle on his own, keep Catania from going outside because he was his only, only defense between basically Catania and the end zone. 50 seconds remaining in the opening quarter. 7-0 Panthers. They have a second down and nine. Ball spotted at the 10-yard line. So they can get a first down inside the one-yard line. Shotgun for Luby. Too wide to the left side. Now looking as Luby throws. It is incomplete. It was intended for Evan Vollmer. And it'll be third down coming up for the Panthers. Go ahead and chalk that one up to Will Braley of the Crusaders. He came in uh, uh, untouched on a blitz on the outside. You know, Moeller brought everybody up front, so there was nobody who could really get to him. And Luby had to get rid of that ball, I think, a lot faster than he wanted to. So Braley, you know, gets credit for that breakup. What a seal. We got a little bit of a some wind and some rain. Uh, just a little bit of a drizzle, though. Haven't seen much rain this side uh, in Cincinnati lately. Third down and nine. The ball spotted at around the ten. And now Luby shotgun. He's got Larkin to his right, too wide to the left. Rolling right, looking, going to step to the right. Going to have an open room to run it into the end zone for the touchdown. Ten yards he had all day and ran it into the end zone. A ten-yard touchdown by Matthew Luby, and it's 13-0 pending extra point here. Yeah, after the outside blitz where 
Well, really, it was just an outside rush, and he got to Luby untouched, but he over-pursued Crusader defender, and, and therefore Luby just had a wide-open gap. As, as there was no coverage. Everybody was matched up, guarding in the end zone, so Luby able to get in on that 10-yard run. And really, yeah, the wind is supposed to pick up as the night goes on. I mean, that flag has been pointing straight at the school, uh, and it's, it's going to wreak some havoc. And we'll get ready to add this extra point here. Elder with a 13-0 lead, and the extra point is up. And this one is good. So with 25 ticks of the clock remaining in quarter number one, it's Elder 14 and Muller nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Portions of tonight's Elder game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Lon Harvey, Phil Bengal at the pit on a Friday night, the seventh week of the high school season. This is more of an October night, Phil. Elder has a 14-0 lead. The wind is blowing. This is what I remember in October. All right. It's a little bit of a chill in the air. And this this kick, the wind should really help Connor Amon here on this kick. Actually, down goes the ball. Might need somebody to hold it. it, It is a... It is a stiff wind yes. at the pit right now. Leaves coming in, trees moving, uh, but everything's kind of running right at the school, so it's going from the horseshoe end to the open end, so left, left to right on your radio dial. Very nice. Very impressive. I'm, I'm Phil Bengal. Left to right, as you mentioned, and Connor Amon will look to kick this one off. He's got white back deep for Muller, and this one's going to go into the end zone again and out of the end zone. So Crusaders, with their third possession, will have it at the 20-yard line again, but it's been all Elder Panthers. They have a 14-0 lead. Last one, 10-yard touchdown. Matthew Luby on a run. The first one was a 7-yard pass from Luby to Ramsey, so 14-0 so far. All right, Panthers sitting at 115 yards total offense. Moeller only with 24. They did have an 80-yard touchdown call back, though, Brandon White, and that was uh, due to a clip, so First they down. Have, yeah. They have that ability. Yeah, they do. Brandon White does. And, and they're going to line up in the backfield. This time it's going to be uh, number 23, Brian White, will be lining up in the backfield. Shotgun formation, Altamule, and the give is to White. And White's going to carry it across the 20. He's to the 25 and gets out to the 26-yard line. A gain of six before he's taken down by Bartley Thomas. Yeah, okay, run out of bounds there on that one by the Panthers to Javarius Richardson is able to push him out as well. It'll be a second down and two for the Crusaders. 20 seconds remaining here in the opening quarter. Panthers have a 14-0 lead. With this 20 seconds remaining, the Crusaders will line up. Altamule, quarterback. They line up to the left side is Tyrell Davis in at wide receiver. Shotgun formation for Altamule. They give to White up the middle, and White gets to the 30-yard line, maybe the and he's going to move up to the 35 before he's finally taken down. But that should be the, uh, no, no, 12 seconds still remaining here in this first quarter. And Panther defense not getting a push there. Absolutely dominated on that one by the Muller offensive line. I mean, Muller offensive line had every guy on Elder's defense on skates, guys on their backs. I mean, it, it was that's a, that's a heck of a, a series there by the Muller offensive line getting that push but we will go to the that end is, that is the end of the first quarter of play with the score the elder panthers 14 and the muller crusaders nothing on the prep sports radio network 
Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand. From comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program. And we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. And it is a 14-0 lead for the Elder Panthers to start the second quarter. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal and welcome our friends over at Moeller High School listening tonight as well. You can listen on either 9, 10 a.m. or 7.40 a.m. if you're listening. Also on ehsports.com, a first down and 10 at the 35-yard line. Out to Mule. And now check that. Uh, they went in at the 35 to the 40-yard line, and that's going to be Ma- Malik Vernon is in a quarterback now for Moeller on that one. He took yeah. a run, a little run and shoot. Yeah, Dieter's got into him, so you're going to see a few different bodies coming in for the Crusaders uh, right now to make it some substitutions. And as the rain is starting to, to come down into the pit, too, so not only you got the rain but or the wind, but now you're adding the rain to it. Yeah, a little wind and rain in October, a second down and two at the 43-yard line. They got out the Mule. His lineup as a wide receiver. They're going to do the same thing. They've got uh, Malik Vernon. In at quarterback, and Malik Vernon is uh, going to keep it himself inside the 45 to the 50. He spins into elder territory at the 45-yard line, and he, somebody lost a helmet. The Panthers uh, get him down at the 45 with 11.15 to go as that rain is really coming down uh, with the wind blowing. We're getting a little bit in the broadcast booth, and we're joined by Brian Hiles, director of admissions, who popped in. Did the wind carry you in, Brian? Is that what happened? <laughs> uh, we got to get his mic turned up. We'll do that again. <laughs> We're a little bit, uh, you know, we, we sometimes uh, Phil and I don't pay attention to the other mic. That's why, Brian. Sorry about that. A first down and 10 at the 45-yard line for Muller. One wide receiver off to the left. And setting up, it's Malik Vernon. He'll be a wide receiver this time. Shotgun for Altamule. And now the give is to White inside the 45, and he gets to about the 41-yard line where he gets taken down there. And we'll set up a second down. And Brian, uh, Director of Admissions for Elder, you got the shadow day coming up. Why don't you talk a little bit before the next play? Absolutely. So we just finished uh, one today. We had 78 guys out for a shadow day today. Hit 75 last week. Uh, so we've been really enjoying those having guys in. And it's just been really neat what we're doing. We're doing more to, to actually show the guys what Elder has to offer. Instead of just, just seeing class, they get to see the whole picture. So we're really excited for that. That sounds like a good day, and a second down and seven for Moeller at the 42. 10-15 remaining here in quarter number one. The Elder Panthers with a 14-0 lead. Two wide left, one wide to the right. Vernon at a quarterback. White gets the carry. Oh, it's going to be a fumble in the backfield, and the Panthers have it. It looks like Purdue on the ca- on the recovery for the Elder Panthers, and they'll have a first down. So a big play, and you come in the booth and look what happens. I know. I'm good. I'll be up here all night if you want me to. <laughs> be all the week. Uh, also coming up is an open house. Why don't you talk yes, a little bit about that? we have open house November 14th, so that's a huge day for us. Uh, you know, shadow days are great for the, the kids to come here and see the school and, and have fun, but, the, you know, open house is really for the parents. You know, looking at Catholic education, it's, it's just as important for the investment as it's just picking a school. And open house gives the parents a chance to walk the hallways, meet 
teachers, meet coaches, and, and actually see what Elder has to offer. And they always do. I mean, uh, the Friday night at the pit is part of that, right? That's exactly I mean, it's right. A, it's a great experience here at the pit. It's a first down and 10 for the Panthers at the 46-yard line. 10.05 remaining. Second quarter, 14-0 lead after the fumble recovery. Right, right to the right is Luby throwing. He's got Royer at the 40, 35, and out of bounds at the Muller 31-yard line before he's taken down and a first down again for the Elder Panthers. And Joe Royer this time gets his first catch of the game. Also talk a little bit, uh, we're joined by Brian Hiles, Director of Admissions for Elder. Talk a little bit, talked about the open house, but what about scholarships? Yeah, so scholarships, we've been really getting real aggressive with that. You know, uh, when I was here, we uh, gave out just over a million dollars in scholarships to the whole school. These days, we're giving out about $4 million. So we're trying to make it as affordable as possible. And we, I always hear people say, well, you know, Catholic education, I feel like it's out of reach. And we want to tell people it's definitely not. Give us a shot. Absolutely. You know, the scholarships do help here with this first and 10 at the 29. Two wide left, one wide right. 9.55 remaining in the second quarter. The Panthers have a 14-0 lead in driving. Shotgun Luby rolls to the right. Now he's going to keep it himself inside the 25, and he's out to the 22-yard line before he's stacked up by a bunch of Muller Crusaders. But, but Luby continues to do damage, gets seven yards after nothing was there. So the Panthers have it uh, with 9.40 remaining. And we mentioned we kind of cut short a little bit about the scholarships. Talk a little bit more. You mentioned that uh, you want to make it affordable because it is a great experience. No, it definitely is. And it's, it's something that every kid should have an opportunity to do. And elders always come up from being in that kind of background where kids had a chance. And we're working with every single family to give them that shot. We'll set up here with a second and four at the 23. Two wide left, two wide right. Shotgun for Luby. They go in motion, and now the fake to Ramsey, and now they give up the middle with a little pitch to Evan Vollmer, and he gets to the 16-yard line, and that will be enough for another Elder Panther first down, already leading 14-0 and driving after the fumble recovery by Tanner Purdue. And what else can you do? You know, trying to get people to come to Elder. It's such a great experience, but yet still people have to make that decision. What What do you tell uh, prospective parents? Absolutely. I said, uh, give Catholic education, first of all, a look. You know, I think Catholic education is, is a, a great thing for your kid. I think single-sex education is great, and I think Elder's the best high school in the world. So, you know, I say always give Elder a shot. Check it out. Well, we've got a lot of people would, would say yes to that, Phil Bengel included, uh, and, and many others. Three wide to the right. Now looking Luby inside the 15-yard line. Gets to the 14 with a first and 10, so there'll be a second down and seven coming up. O'Brien, Hiles, uh, anything left to uh, to talk about? Just the biggest things. If you have not signed up for a shadow day, there's there's nine days left. Pick one up on, online. Visit our website at uh, elderhs.org/missions. And also, open house is the last is the big one, November 14th from 5 to 8 p.m. Don't miss that one. We'll make sure you check the website for all that. Brian Hiles, director of admissions. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, way to go, getting the fumble recovery that uh, helped us out here. <laughs> You're welcome. That's good job. Thank you guys. Se- second down. And seven at the 14-yard line for the Panthers. They line up one wide to the right side and now three to the left side. Luby shotgun formation set up. The in motion is Ramsey to the left side. Now looking right. Now looking over the middle. It's complete to Larkin, the tight end. Inside the 15 to the 10 and there's he's into the end zone, but there's a flag down right at the nine-yard line, so this one might be coming back. Yeah, this one's coming back. The Panthers, uh, I, I'm not sure what if they're going to call it an illegal block in the back or if there's going to be crack back block um you know i I don't think you're gonna get an illegal man downfield i mean even though a couple guys are down but let's see they're talking about it well just to update you uh phil we've got mark bengal giving us some scores cupcat uh is a seven nothing lead over lasalle that is in the first quarter colrain is now on top of hamilton three to nothing so some updated scores and they're going to say it is a touchdown as everybody so larkin gets a his first touchdown of the season 
and the Panthers now have a 20-0 lead pending. Yeah, it's a 14-yard play by the Panthers. You know, to get the ball in the end zone, Larkins, he did it to fight, you know, as much as possible to get in and, and just being able to hold on to the football. So David Larkins gets his first touchdown. 7.49 remaining, second quarter, 20 nothing Elder. Now the snap, the hole by Thayman. Harmeyer's kick up with the right foot, and it is good. So it's 7.49 remaining in quarter number two. It's all Elder. They lead it 21 nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from all family to yours. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. One Harvey, Phil Bengal at the pit at Elder High School, and it's been all Elder. That time Larkin gets his first touchdown of the year on a 14-yard pass play. There was a flag down, but good news for the Panthers. It was against uh, Muller. And, uh, and David Larkin's normal. If you're watching film, he's not the one getting the ball thrown to him. I mean, he's in in a lot as a blocking tight end. His Royer split out, so he's probably not somebody that you, you write down. But David Larkin makes a tough play, great catch and run good blocks down the field as well. So the Panthers able to really make a statement there, turn the, the turnover into points, which is very important in GCL South games. No matter what the score is, if you get a turnover, you've got to turn it into points because you don't want to come back and get you at the end. Well, Harmeyer will kick this one off this time, and it's going to be a short kick. It's going to bounce at about the 21-yard line across the 25 to the 30, and outside the 35-yard line, Muller will uh, take it over, and that was uh, number 25, and that's Daniel Dunlop gets the uh, return for the Muller Crusaders. They'll start off with a first and 10, down 21-0. Yeah, Bartley Thomas gets the tackle for the Panthers. So Elder's defense is going to be looking to come out and get another stop with, with 7.43 to go. Maybe get another uh, good field position for the Panthers. But, like we said, Muller's offense you know, just switched gears a little bit with, with a couple of new guys coming in in the second quarter. So we'll, we'll see where they end up. They even got a new guy back at the helm. Altamule now shotgun formation, two wide receivers to the right for Moeller. Amule looking, throwing, it is, oh, it is intercepted! And the Panthers get the interception, Seeger, Nicholas Seeger on the interception for Elder. So another turnover, the second one of the game, and Nicholas Seeger gets this one. Big play, Seeger just on the inside of his guy, ball thrown, it tipped, Moeller tried to break it up. But Seeger able to come up with it, bring it down. So, so he said, Elder's defense, great field position for the offense right at the 44-yard uh, line. So Elder's offense got to have confidence in that last touchdown. Elder's defense has got back-to-back turnovers. Elder, if they could punch this one in, I think the confidence has got to be flowing on the sideline. Well, Coach Ramsey talked about the defense in last week playing three-and-a-half quarters now, already starting off with two turnovers. First and ten at the Muller 44. It's Ramsey rolling. Uh, check that. It's a Luby rolling, rolling, throwing. It's incomplete. Intended for Ramsey, and that was to the left sideline. Uh, good coverage on the play by Kyle Bieber. And, and you're gonna, you know, as they continue to roll, 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 they weren't able to get the pass off. But the Panthers are also going to get a penalty here. Um, and and, and Moeller's, I think Moeller's going to take it. Yeah, they're going to take this one. It's going to get Elder back a little bit. It'll be a. First and 15. Let's see, even more than that, they're going to move it back 
a little bit further. Tonight's game brought to you by the Cincinnati Cyclones. New head coach Matt Thomas had his team total the highest points of any Cyclones team in history last season. And the Cyclones' aggressive and fast style play will have you on the edge of your seat. Season tickets or single-game tickets on sale now. You can view the schedule at CyclonesHockey.com. Cyclones Hockey, it's more than just a game. So they declined the penalty. They declined it. It, would have been a, it was an illegal man downfield marching back about five, but they declined it and going to go with the second and ten. Second and ten at the 44, two wide to the right, including Postal. Now they line up with Volmer to the right side. Shotgun looking Luby, going to run it inside the 40 to the 35 to the 33-yard line, 11-yard gain on second down and another first down. Matthew Luby spun out real quickly and that burst of speed got the first down. Kyle Bieber gets the stop for the Crusaders but he got a stop in the, in the same way. Just basically got in Luby's way and they collided and he bounced off of him. Uh, so Bieber just gets to the spot but to me from up here that looked like some of the runs against X. Some of the holes that were being opened up against St. X. That was one of them there so the offensive line might be catching her stride. Elder with a 21-0 lead, seven minutes remaining here in the second quarter. Shotgun on a first and ten at the 34-yard line of Muller. Royer to the left side and setting up, and now they're going to get a flag down, a little uh, motion, I believe, on the Panthers, and yes, it is. It is on the Elder Panthers. They're going to move it back five yards. If you're feeling good and hungry and you know that it's Skyline time, there's no better West Side tradition than Skyline Chili before or after the game. Skyline Chili on Delhi Pike, Harrison Avenue in Dent, or Glenway Avenue across from Pep Boys. Right now, a first and 15 for the Panthers. 6.45 remaining in quarter number two. The Panthers have a 21-0 lead, two consecutive turnovers. Purdue, a fumble recovery, and this was uh, Seeger, an interception for the Panthers, and now Elders driving again. Two wide receivers to the right side, one to the left, looking left, throwing its complete to Postal inside to around the 30-yard line, but a good uh, open field tackle by number 11, Ryan Anderson. Yeah, just a little shoestring tackle to slow up Postal on the outside. You know, when things go back a play, you, you can't have the false starts like that after you get a little bit going with your offense. I mean, that's just incredibly frustrating for a coach to be in that position. You're getting movement down the field, and all of a sudden, you know, you miss a snap count. Six minutes remaining in the second quarter. Second down and six at the 30. Two wide receivers for Elder to the right, two to the left. Larkin goes in motion to the right. Shotgun for Luby. Looking, throwing left, throwing to the side. It's Vollmer complete at the 25-yard line. A gain of five. It'll be a third down coming up for the Panthers, a third down and one. I'd like to welcome our friends at Moeller High School listening tonight, expecting to hear the Moeller broadcast. They've got the, the two of us, so we've got to make do. But uh, Elder with a 21-0 lead in this one with 5.30 remaining here in quarter number two. Panthers with uh, Ramsey, a seven-yard touchdown catch. Luby a 10-yard touchdown run, and Larkin a 14-yard touchdown reception. Third and one at the 25. Postal goes in motion. Now it's Luby rolling inside the 20. He gets outside, 15 to the 10. He's out of bounds at the 7-yard line, and a tackle by number 26 for Moeller. Kyle Bieber again, and Bieber stopped the touchdown there. Yeah, he got outside and got a tackle. I mean, Bieber, uh, you know, he's, he's got really he's got six tackles on the evening, three three solos. Um, I think they got him for a couple assists, too. I mean, I think he's been on almost every play. Dial was the one who got the big stop on the last one, really snowed Elder in, but now the Panthers looking at first and goal on a seven. 
First down and goal at the 7, as Phil mentioned, 5-10 remaining in the second quarter. One wide left, two wide right, including Luby and Ramsey, the fake, and he's going to run it inside the 5, to the 2, to the 1, no, did he get in? He's going to be just about short of the goal line, so Ramsey got to the 1 yard line. Again, just a big hole on the right side, able to get through, easy what Elder's been doing a lot of is just opening those holes right there with the guard uh, in the tackle and, and just getting down the field. Ramsey, but able to get brought down at about the one. Biggest thing for the Panthers here is just again take care of the football. You know, don't this wouldn't be a time for a turnover on a short yard situation. Moeller's defense, defense line has really got to get a push here. Cooper Johnson into the wide receiver to the right, Postal and. Royer to the left side. Shotgun now. Cooper Johnson in the backfield. Going to get the carry into the end zone. Touchdown. Elder Panthers 27 nothing pending. Extra point is Cooper Johnson. A one-yard touchdown run. Just walked into the end zone. I mean, that's what you should be able to do with that big offensive line that we keep mentioning. James Kandra, Berger, Beckenop, Smith, you know, Royer, Larkins, those guys blocking up front. You should be able to get into the end zone on those. And that was perfect right there. Take the snap. Have, have Cooper Johnson go off that left side of James and Kendra and easy. Easy as it was. As, as, uh, they set the hole up there, and now we'll get ready to add this extra point. Thayman will get ready to get this snap and hold it for Sam Harmeyer, and Harmeyer's kick is up with the right foot, and this one is good. So with 4.24 remaining in the second quarter, it's Elder 28 and Muller nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue and Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. One Harvey and Phil Bengal on a Friday night here at the Pitt at Elder High School. And it's been all Elder Panthers in the first half. They lead it 28 to nothing over the Muller Crusaders. The last touchdown coming on a Cooper Johnson one-yard touchdown run with Phil. Not saying anything, but you might have been able to run that one in even now. There was so much of a hole there. Absolutely. You could have walked that one in. It's just an easy push. Like you said, I mean, Elder's offense line is big. And when they are doing the right things and blocking like they should be firing off the football getting low, they're very tough to beat in those short yardage situations. They have a Valentine is back deep. And let's see, Valentine's going to take it at the 10. He's to the 15, to the 20. Going outside, 25. Now to the 30-yard line, and Valentine goes out of bounds to the 31. Thayman got him out of bounds, and and Elder uh, with a great defensive stand on the last one. They were able to get a, an interception by Seeger, and the play, the one before that, it was a, it was Purdue with a fumble recovery, so two consecutive turnovers by Muller. You know, it was interesting on the drive before that where Tanner uh, Purdue got the fumble recovery. Malik Vernon really was doing a good job uh, moving the football, and then they he fumbled, and now he's out of the game. One wide receiver to the left side, setting up a first and ten for Muller at the 32-yard line. Shotgun to Muller's looking, and now the give to the left side. It's across the 35 to around the 39-yard line. Daniel Dunlop on the carry for the Muller Crusaders. So he gets to the 39. Four minutes remaining here in quarter number two. Elder with a 28-0 lead. Coming up at halftime, the best show in the business. The 
Got to think for a minute. Call a Banker West Shell Halftime Report. I should know that. Um, and that will be with the guys, with, with Mark Bengal, with Steve Bengal, and the legendary Tom Kennedy, who we missed last week. But he is back and better than ever with a second down and three at the 39-yard line. Setting up one wide receiver to the left side for Moeller. Now out to Mule. They give up the middle. It's Eli, and Eli's going to get to the 39-yard line. Right back to the line of scrimmage. So it'll be third down and three coming up. And good tackle by Tanner Keys. Uh, uh, excuse me, check that. That was Purdue on the tackle for well, the Panthers. And really where it came from was Brady Buller came from the right side. He followed his, his uh, pulling uh, offense alignment down uh, uh, to uh, make that play. But we got uh, timeout here by the Moeller Crusaders. We'll keep it here with 3-12 remaining in the in the opening half. The Panthers have a 28-0 lead. Hoding Realtors is proud to bring you Elder Panther football the next time you are selling your home or looking for a new one. Call one of these Elder grads and Hoding team members, Brian Baisley, Steve Florian, Rick Hoding, Doug Rolfus, Mike Rolfus, or Mike Wright. Call Hoding Realtors for all your real estate needs at 451-4800 or visit them on the web at Hoding.com, H-O-E-T-I-N-G. Dot com 28 nothing elder panthers 312 remaining in this opening quarter and 65 rushing yards for the Molo crusaders no passing yards so a great defensive game for the elder panthers and 218 total yards for elder in this game yeah i mean i'm just looking at the stat sheet you know trying to, to find something uh, on there that that's a, a big positive you know for Moeller and I, I mean I don't see it I mean the Panthers are perfect on their third down situations right now which is when you need to get your defense off the field and they haven't been able to one of the things we saw earlier though Moeller's offensive line dominated elders for a couple of plays in a series I'd like to see if they can get back to it and maybe get get move the ball a little bit Vernon and a quarterback again Vernon looking gonna gonna fake and throw down the side it's complete and dropped at the 39 yard line intended for number 84 and that was incomplete for the Muller Crusaders and that was jo- Josh Kettis really good incomplete. pressure back there but Brady Buller Tanner Purdue Wanstrop was was preventing him from for Vernon from running up the field so he throws that pass late. The nice thing, I mean, there was pressure on the outside, but there's no pressure from the interior on the offense line as Verdon did roll out. Three minutes and four seconds remaining in the second quarter, and we have a timeout on the field. We'll take a timeout here, Elder 28, Muller nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428, and brozartpharmacy.com. This is Father Don Trannell of the Glen Mary Home Missioners. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal on a Friday night at the pit at Elder High School. The Panthers have a 28-0 lead over Muller. And it's been all Panthers here in the first half. Two turnovers by the Crusaders. An interception by, by Seeger and a fumble recovery by Purdue. Three wide receivers to the left side on a fourth down and two at the 40. Altamule looking to throw. He gets hit, and it is intercepted at the 50 to the 45, the 40, 35, 30. And look out, going into the end zone for the touchdown. For the Elder Panthers is number 35, Ben Ott, on the touchdown. And we've got somebody down on the field. 
And it was number 20. It was out to Muley, I think, number 12. He got hit at and threw the ball. And then the interception by Ben Ott goes into the end zone. So about 50 yards for Ott. Yeah, he got absolutely hit on the backside. Just, just didn't even see it coming. Kind of got split over. Uh, and I think that was Tucker that got in on that one. I think that was Tucker who got that hit uh, on the outside. Uh, I couldn't, once it came off of the pile, um, I saw Joey Stemler too, but I think it was Tucker who got that initial hit. But he's, you know, he's down right now. He got hit, hit pretty good. That ball just floated through the air. Uh, and then the Panthers able to capitalize uh, on that and, and get the ball into the end zone. So uh, just a fantastic play uh, by the Panthers. Yeah, Altamule is uh, getting looked at right now. Ben Ott with the interception return for the touchdown, about 55 yards on the touchdown for, or uh, 45 yards rather, for uh, Ben Ott. And the Panthers now leading it 34 to nothing, pending this extra point. We'll, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. And it's 34 nothing Elder on the lead. And uh, actually, Altamule is getting what we'll keep it here as Altamule is now going to get a hand as he gets off the field. And good news is he gets off on his own power. Yeah, he's able to walk off. I mean, he took, like I said, he took a shot right in the midsection as he's throwing the football. So I'm not sure if, if it's, a, if you know, what type of injury we're looking at. I'm hoping it wasn't something like he fell on his shoulder, you know, awkwardly or anything like that. So hopefully this is something. They'll be able to get checked down the sidelines. Maybe we'll see him later in the football game. Hope so, and we'll get ready for this extra point. The snap, and Thayman looks to hold this one for Harmeyer. The kick is up, and this one is good. So with 2.51 remaining in quarter number two, it's Elder 35 and Muller nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. I want to challenge those Elder Panther fans that have enjoyed the games. Take some of that money that you would spend at a discretionary and pledge it to Sacred Heart Radio. It is such a great blessing to have. We would really appreciate it. Elder fans, to pledge now, visit sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal here on a Friday night. Altamule went off on his own power. The Panthers get a a 46-yard interception return by Ben Ott for a touchdown, and that is a defensive touchdown. It's just been a perfect game on defense for the Panthers. Defense has done great. We talked about it before. They've only given up 65 yards of total offense. So this is the defense we saw last week against St. X in, in that early part of the game. 2.51 remaining in the second quarter. Elder with a 35-0 lead over Moeller. Back deep, it'll be Valentine and also Anthony Sledge. So Valentine and Sledge, and Valentine's going to take it at the 9. He's going to roll and out of the 15 to the 20. He's at the 25 to the 30, the 33-yard line where Ramsey made the tackle for the Panthers. So Drew Ramsey does everything. Yeah, Drew Ramsey makes a tackle and I can tell you what, if uh, head soccer coach Tony Gray was watching at home he saw Connor Amon look like he was coming up to to make that tackle and he probably got a little bit nervous as Connor Amon uh, is leading, I believe he's still leading the GCL South in goals scored uh, in the regular season and then the Panthers will be starting their postseason play coming up here on the soccer side pretty soon so I'm sure that was one of those scary yeah. moments for don't, him there. Don't, don't, get out of the way 
First and 10 at the 33-yard line for the Molar Crusaders. Vernon in a quarterback as Altamule was hurt on the last play. He, he is on the sidelines, was able to go off on his own power. We got a flag down before the snap, and this one is going to go back five yards for the Molar Crusaders on that. Lots of, lots of movement there. Jim Collins Auto Body approaching their 50th year in business. They've achieved this milestone by providing reliable service you can trust. Turning your car back into the pride and joy and what you can expect by Jim Collins Auto Body, a proud sponsor of Elder Football. Coming up at halftime, the Caldwell Banker West Show halftime report. The best show in the business with Steve Bengal, Mark Bengal, Tom Kenny. They'll go over some scores. They'll give you everything you need to know to catch up. But right now it's a 35-0 lead by the Elder Panthers over the Muller Crusaders here. And we line up with a first and 15 at the 28-yard line. One wide to the left, two to the right for Muller. With Vernon at a quarterback, and now the, the he's going to keep it across the 25, and he's taken down immediately right over there, and that was Sanders, and he continues already a couple of tackles today. Came in with 50 tackles to lead the GCL South. Yeah, Sanders made a great play, but, I mean, he really, I mean, he's high-fiving running in, but he better be, when he watches the film tomorrow morning, he better be going over and high-fiving Joey Stemmler because Stemmler's the one who extended that play. He didn't let his shoulders get turned on the outside, which made that runner keep kicking it out, kicking it out, kicking it out, which allows your defensive backs come up and make that play. So he, he really better be talking to Stemmler uh, at films tomorrow. And they're going to go with Springer at a quarterback. I think this time they're going to try uh, Springer or the second down at 17. So Springer, quarterback now, lines up in the backfield with Eli. He's got one wide receiver to the left side for Muller with a second and 17 from the 26. They give to Eli. Eli is going to get to the 24-yard line, and he's going to lose a couple. So the Panther defense continues to play well. And it'll be third down and 19 coming up. Portions of tonight's game sponsored by financial advisor Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations. You can give them a call. 513-562. 8304. Right. 35 nothing Elder Panthers. Not much uh, bad for the Panthers tonight as Ramsey had a seven yard catch from Luby to start it off in the first quarter. Uh, it was an 80 yard touchdown call back. Brandon White on a flag had uh, broke it for Muller. That would have been a bigger difference, Phil, had that touchdown stood, I think. Yeah, it would change the momentum of the game, give Muller some confidence, but that brings it back. And the Panthers, they have, they have three turnovers, and all three of those turnovers resulted in points. That's yeah. 21 points right there on the two interceptions and the fumble. So Elder has been able to convert what is one of the you know biggest things in football because it is one thing like you get a turnover yeah. but if you don't turn it into points it could be a, kind of a wasted series with yeah. panthers that's that's three for three third and 19 at the 25 one wide receiver to the right they line up shotgun formation vernon and a quarterback again and vernon's going to throw he steps back at his 15 he's got a good arm down the field but he's two double team and Dieter's knocked it away at the last second but uh it was like like elder was in the playbook there they were down and had double teamed him yeah and that's he's he was looking for sledge getting down the field but that ball and we told you the wind is a little bit nuts tonight at times it's kind of calm right now but that ball just hung in the air and let Sandus come in and help make the play with Dieters. A minute 31 remaining in the second quarter. And Thaman back at his 39-yard line to return this punt by Hughes. Hughes at his 10. 
and now steps up at the 15 and kicks it. It's a high end-over-end kick. Fair catch called for and fumbled. But Thayman's going to get on top of it, and now they're going to say, and now Muller gets it, but I think they're going to say Thayman had it. Yeah, Thayman had the football. He just tried to rip it out after they called that he fell on it. He fell on it right away. Uh, again, it was a wobbler on the punt. Thayman making the, the fair catch, and that's something that we talked about last week. Your Coach Ramsey talked about how important it was for his guys catching those punts to go make plays. Previous weeks they've let balls bounce and things like that. So uh, the officials talking out here, I'm not sure what they're talking about. If they're talking about possibly giving this ball to the Crusaders, I don't know how you could when you blew the play dead. But well, Wyatt Kelly recovered the fumble, but uh, like you said, it was it was blown dead. So now we'll see. But it's a minute 24 remaining here in the second quarter. And now he's talking to Coach Ramsey. Now let's see what they do. They still have not officially. Well, Coach Ramsey still got his headset on, so I'm going to say it's going to be the Panthers football. Yeah, I would say he'd be a little upset right now. <laughs> and wait a minute. They're going to re-kick it. That's, so it looks like they're going to re-kick it. So that's a kind of an interesting. They'll set it up again to re-kick it on a 4th and 19 back at the 25-yard line. So Thayman is going to go back at his 38. I mean, they never really saw any signals, or anything, so I'm not really sure if they're just re-kicking it because they couldn't figure out that somebody ripped the ball out in the bottom of the pile. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not aware of that in the, in the book. So they'll Hughes will line up now again, step up at the 15, kick this one, line drive. And Thayman this time calls for a fair catch and does get it at the 42-yard line. So about the same distance and everything works out the same, so the Panthers will get it a first and 10 at the 42. You lose five seconds on the clock. Minute 18, Panthers up 35 to nothing. Uh, you know, so the Panthers, you know, have the opportunity here to work some clocks and punch another one in uh, before halftime. Don't forget, after the game, Prep Sports Radio Network game night coming up on Boudinot, La Rosa's Pizza. We're going to have Joe Harbin tonight talking a little bit about Harbin points. I know it's getting a little early, but it's getting it's to that point. Week, yeah, week seven, first and ten at the 42-yard line, one wide to the right. Royer's now going to line up to the right side along with Ramsey. So now three to the right. Luby looks to the right, throws. It's knocked. It's complete, though, to Ramsey, a 45 to the 50, and he gets into Mueller territory at the 45-yard line with a minute and 11 to play here in the quarter, and they'll start the clock as they move the chains. So the Panthers looking for the hurry-up offense here with Volmer wide to the right, Ramsey in to the inside, and now looking Luby. Luby's got all day. Set the 50 and throws it away. So did not have a receiver open, but had plenty of time. Yeah, tons of time, and sometimes we talk about how, yes, elder offensive line, you do a good job blocking the guy you got over top. You're not worried about a blitz because Moeller's dropping so many guys, making sure you can't throw the football. So the offensive line, guys one-on-ones did a good job on the coverage, but there just wasn't anybody open downfield. 35-0, Elder Panthers with the lead. They have the football second down and 10 at the Muller Crusader 45-yard line. One minute remaining in the second quarter. Two wide receivers off to the right side. As Neiman in at wide receiver to the right. Looking right, looking as Luby, looking throwing. It's complete to Neiman at the 35-yard line. And a first down for the Panthers. The Panthers are going to use one of their timeouts. They do, and Neiman... Gets his first catch uh, that's in a while, so that was a good play. Gets in there, the wide receiver. 
Yeah, Scotty Neiman, it, it, you know, get the junior out there. A big guy about 6'6", uh, six, six, uh, maybe 6'7", six, with the hair. Yeah, uh, depending with the effort. Back in the day, Fletch. Well, you know, Scotty Neiman's been that guy that they can throw in as an extra receiver. So, you know, you always talked about as Volmer and Postal yeah. and Royer and Larkins. But, you know, Neiman's been out there, too. He, he's actually made a couple of plays on some of the onside kicks that the Panthers have had to deal with this year. Uh, so, you know, he can go out and make the plays. You know, he's a basketball guy, so he's used to using his hands, using his body right there. Just makes a good catch to continue the drive for the Panthers. Yeah, last week we had Coach Schoenfeld out at uh, at La Rosa's on Boudinot last week talking a little basketball and getting ready for that, getting ready for some tryouts for basketball. And you're the uh, freshman coach uh, getting excited for basketball? And it comes up quick, but, uh, you know, this year it's uh, – Basketball starts the Friday of the last game of the football season. Wow. So, uh, you know, for schools that have multi-sport athletes, it's really tough uh, to, you know, for your uh, b- basketball program, your winter sports programs. Third and one from the twenty from the thirty-six, and it's going to be Luby going to run it, gets the first down to the thirty-one. So now it is a first down for the Elder Panthers. Carrington yeah. Valentine gets a tackle, and they're going to go right back to the ball. Right back here with a first and ten at the 32 of the Crusaders. Three wide left. Luby looking left. Looking. Now rolls to the right. Complete to Larkin. Inside the 30 to the 25. And he's out of bounds at the 24-yard line. Larkin with a catch earlier for a touchdown. Now gets a nice game. Yeah, knowing... Don't get too excited. You got the touchdown before. Don't get excited here and try to pick up all kinds of extra yards. That's a that's a good mental play. He gets out of bounds, so the Panthers got time on this one. Thirty-five nothing. The Elder Panthers with the lead. Thirty-six seconds remaining. It'll be second and two at the twenty-four yard line. Two wide left. Now two wide right. Shotgun Luby looking right, looking throwing right. Complete to Volmer, and Volmer gets out of bounds at the fifteen yard line. So with 34 seconds remaining, 31 rather, remaining here in this second quarter, for over 114 years, Red Wing Shoe Company of Red Wing, Minnesota, has crafted and distributed premium footwear for work and outdoor. And now with Red Wing Shoe Store's Ultimate Fit Experience, you will receive their state-of-the-art foot scanning, fitting, and products best suited for your work environment. Get the Ultimate Fit Experience at one of the five Cincinnati Red Wing Shoe locations at Western Hills, Florence, Kentucky, Eastgate, Mason, and Tri-County. First and 10 at the 15-yard line for the Panthers, leading 35-0, 31 seconds remaining here in the second quarter. Shotgun for Luby, looking to throw. It throws it to the right side, complete to Volmer, out of bounds at about the 9-yard line. The Panthers still working with one timeout here. As he gets out of bounds at the 9, it'll be a second down coming up for the Panthers. With 26 seconds remaining, here in this second quarter, Panthers have a 35-0 lead in this one. A defensive touchdown in the last one. Ben Ott, a 46-yard interception, returned to make it 35-0. Before that, it was Cooper Johnson, a touchdown uh, before the Seeger interception. And Larkin had a touchdown grab. Second and four from the nine. Two wide left. Luby looking left, looking into the end zone. Throws incomplete intended for Vollmer in the end zone. It actually... It actually hit Andrew Daly uh, in the back. Yeah, a little bit of pressure up front, and a ball, I think, again, it's one of those ones. You get that pressure, ball comes out a little bit sooner than you like. But Panthers still, third down, 22 seconds, one timeout. You can pick up the first down, take a timeout if you don't get out of bounds, uh, and you still got plenty of time to get this ball into the end zone. 
Third down and four. The ball spotted at the nine-yard line to the right side. 22 seconds remaining here in the second quarter. One wide to the right is Royer. Four wide to the left. No one in the backfield other than the quarterback, Luby. They go Larkin in motion. Will line up to block to the left. Now looking right, and Luby's going to take off into the end zone for the touchdown. Matthew Luby, nine-yard touchdown run to go with his 10-yard run from earlier in the game. And it is 41 to nothing pending this extra point. All Elders offensive line just open that one up. They get their blocks in. They're doing a great job, and, and therefore Luby can just read, make his read and get into the end zone and, and get another one for the Panthers. 17 ticks of the clock remaining here in the second quarter. As mentioned, coming up at halftime, the Coal Banker West Shell halftime report with the guys. And we get ready for this extra point now. The snap, and Thayman will hold a little movement, though, by Moeller. And this one will be an offside against Muller, so we'll have to wait to kick this one. 17 seconds remaining. Panthers have a 41 to nothing lead in this one. It's been all Panthers from the start to finish. Ramsey started off with a 7-yard touchdown catch. Then Luby from 10 yards out. Larkin, a 14-yard touchdown catch. It was Cooper Johnson, a 1-yard touchdown run. Ben out, a 46-yard interception return for a touchdown. And then Matthew Luby. Just scored from nine yards out. We're penning this extra point by Harmeyer as they'll line up after the offside by Moeller. Now we get ready for the snap. And Thayman will hold this one. Puts it down. Harmeyer puts it up. The kick is up. And this one is good. So with 17 seconds remaining in quarter number two, it's Elder 42 and Moeller nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal at the pit. It's been a 28-point second quarter for the Elder Panthers. They lead it 42 to nothing. All Panthers tonight. A one of the, I mean, 62 total yards of offense for the Mola Crusaders. Panthers have 276. Three, they've, they've they've got the Crusaders turned the ball over three times. They've turned it into points three times. So Elders just dominating all facets of this football game. And Amen will look to kick this one off. Valentine will take it out at the 5. He's to the 10, to the 15. He's out the 18-yard line before he's stacked up. And the Panthers get him. Uh, Javaris, Javaris Richardson on the tackle for the Panthers. And Nicholas Paff as well. Good coverage that time, especially after the last one we talked about. You know, Connor Amen, Drew Ramsey, had to come up and try to make the play. Coach Isley, in charge of the special teams, got on the kick group pretty good there, and they did a better job staying in their lanes. 42-0 Elder Panthers with the lead. We have 10 seconds remaining here in the second quarter. Muller's going to have one snap here from the 20-yard line. On a first and 10, they line up with Verndon as a wide receiver for the for the Crusaders to the left side. He's got his foot on the 20-yard line. To the right side is Brandon White. He's to the right side setting up a shotgun formation. Now looking and now give to Eli and he's up the middle, gets to about the 21-yard line. And that will do it for the first half. It is all elder. 
They have a 42-0 lead at the end of the second quarter of play. So we're at halftime. Elder 42, Muller nothing. We'll take a timeout coming up next. The Call Banker West Shell Halftime Report, the best show in the business on the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the Elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347 9999 and on the web at mercy.com. For a sharp team look, work or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Say here for Joseph Toyota Clarence event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a 1750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, josephtoyota.com. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, or on the web at Hoding.com. I'm Father Ryan Mayer, one of the Vicars General of the Diocese of Covington. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Coldwell Banker West Shell Realty Halftime Report. Now, let's go back and break down all the first half action and get you updated on other scores in the area. Once again, here's Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. Well, hello and welcome back to the pit where it is halftime. And as you now know, the Elder Panthers are up over top of the Muller Crusaders 42 to nothing. And, of course, what that means is in the second half, there will be a running clock, which means we will be heading to La Rosa's a little quicker than we normally would be. Uh, but that's okay. we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, and Steve and Tom, uh, Elder is, is just basically out powering them and uh Muller's got some players they've got some talent uh just uh, you can tell they're just off by a little bit you know guys it's true that the thing that's that's very helpful helpful and happy for me to report is that elders offense is very diverse last week at st x they ran and ran and ran the ball uh as much as they wanted to tonight at halftime Elder's got 276 total yards, but 183 of those are via the pass and 93 via the run. So whatever 
defenses they, they come up against, they're talented enough and diverse enough that they can either, if they take it away, if they're taking away the run, and they're going to throw the ball. They're going to take, they're going to take away the pass, and they're going to run the ball. And that's really key for this offense going forward. In the first half, they, they concentrated on taking Joe Royer out of the game, and he didn't get a catch until maybe late in the first quarter or into the second quarter. But once they had to back off on the other receivers because they were spreading it around so well, then, then you got your stud out there who can ju- just pull them in. And, and uh, so they're so diversified you know, offensively and, and rushing-wise. You know, the, the holes are starting to open up, and uh, the Mueller team is just wearing down, and, and Elder is just to the point where at 42 to nothing, um, which is just uh, overpowering uh, and it was performance t- tonight. Yeah, it was tidy all the way around, too. On the defense, there was, they caused three turnovers. Ben Ott had an interception. And uh, let's see. And so did Nicholas Seeger. So, uh, and they turned all those three three turnovers into three touchdowns. And that's what you have to do to put a team away. And obviously they have. And uh, 42 to nothing. I, I, I thought Elder was going to get out with a win for sure tonight. I felt they were just the better team this year. Uh, I didn't think this would be the score at the halftime. But uh, that's what it is. And, of course, you're hearing a lot of clapping in the background. They're honoring the seniors for the cross-country team. You can always tell the cross-country team out there because they look like they haven't had a good meal in a long time. <laughs> you see those guys running down uh, uh, West 8th or Glenway and uh, early in the morning in the in the summertime. Talk about the hardest-working group yeah. of guys, the, the cross-country team. But they look like... Uh, uh, they, they they could use a good uh, piece of pizza or two over at La Rosa, so <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> which we'll be at. Uh, so, But anyways, four, 42 to nothing. Uh, Steve, let's let's look at some of the scores right before we uh, talk some more about this game. There's some other big games. One of them uh, is out uh, LaSalle traveling to Cub Cat. Lots of big games in the area, Mark. And, and right, LaSalle headed down to, to play Covenant Catholic. Uh, this is only like maybe the fourth, fifth year. I don't know the exact time that they even play night games at Covington Catholic. The neighborhood and, and the archdiocese, there was all kind of to do about putting lights in. And, and uh, anyway, they, they finally got it done. They have beautiful facilities over there, and their football program is one of the, the best in northern Kentucky right now. And uh, right now, they're laying it on at halftime. The Covenant, uh, Covenant Catholic over LaSalle, not laying it on, but they're up 14 to nothing over LaSalle Lancers right now at, at the half. And as I talked in the pregame show, I don't believe uh, a Covenant Catholic team has beaten the GCL South team since 2001. So, and it may have been LaSalle um, back then. So, I know they upset Mahler one year. Oh, that that might have been, yeah, yeah might have been them. That might have been them, yeah. So anyway, that you know that, that's going on. The other uh, uh, GCL South uh, team in action is uh, the St. X Bombers. Right now, at half, they're up fourteen to six over the Football North program that Elder's going to see in a couple weeks. So the Football North program, I think they upset uh, St. Saint Ignatius. Uh, so. Yeah, they, they have a de- decent squad, and they're going to be a little yeah. bit different than what we saw last year. It's Colerain at the half over Hamilton, 10-3. to Oak Hills losing to Lakota East, 34 to nothing. 
Connor over Cooper, 10-7. Fairfield, 17. Princeton, 13. Harrison, 22. Little Miami, 7. Lakota West, 7. Mason, 6. A squeaker there out at Mason. Uh, Captain Hughes, they're, they're, they're both in, in the Cincinnati Metro Conference uh, looking for position in the Conference 1, and they're both looking at, at Week 11, one in Division 6, I think one in Division 3 or 5. I'm not quite sure, but uh, Taft is up right now 20 to nothing over Hughes at, at uh, the half, or at or near the half, I should say. I'm not sure on that one. Aiken, 18. Schroeder, 8. Bacon, 32. Meadowdale, 8. Carroll, 21. McNick, nothing. And Highlands, uh, 42, Boone County, a big goose egg right now. So those are all the scores we have at or near the half. We'll have all the scores of the evening tonight at at the the, game night show out at La Rosa's. And there's a lot lot to talk about. And uh, Joe Harbin's going to be out there to kind of take all that information and crunch it into something that makes sense. (laughs) We'd love to have you out there. It makes the show a lot more entertaining with a good sea of purple out there. We've had some huge ones. I know last week, uh, getting people to come back from the St. X game, you're stuck in that parking lot forever. By the time they got there, we were probably long off the air. (laughs) But uh, there were some, some diehards that made it. Uh, Some of them are sitting right below us here. Uh, Some of you came from the UC game, I heard. Yeah, so uh, we we appreciate that. Well, you're listening to the Coldwell Banker Westshell Halftime Report. It is 42 to nothing, Elder over the mighty men of Muller. And a uh, couple of thank yous. Well, first off, I was told to plug big thanks to Incline House for providing uh, food up here in the press box. So I got that out of the way. Also want to say hi to Jim DeFranco listening at home, uh, talking to your son Tom on the sideline. Of course, he was a fine kicker here at at, uh, at Elder. And uh, who else? Oh, my, our mom, Marilyn yeah. Bangle. Uh, listening. Faithful listener. Faithful listener out at the Eagle's Nest out on Harrison Avenue. And I know uh, I was talking to Chuck Cannon before, a guy uh, went to St. Jude's with me. Uh, you know what the J stands for? Uh, genius. Genius, that's right, at St. Jude. Uh, hey, you get, you're learning, Tom. Yeah. Learning. You're learning, and uh, you're finally learning how to spell. I think and, my uh, granddaughter is going to eventually go to the oh, St. Jude's. Well, so. the, it used to be the academy when well, we went Well, of course. There, That's Jay for great. Yeah. 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 But, uh, Jay for great, yeah. Juanita Cannon is a regular listener, and we thank you for listening as well. And uh, and everybody, if you're out sitting around in your fire pit tonight enjoying this game, I know how it is uh, over the years with the will we ever beat Mahler, will we ever beat Mahler, and you never thought this day would come where you, you knew you beat Mahler, but this is a, kind of a one-sided uh, game here. So we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to look at the skis of the second half right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230, or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Sig here for Joe. 
Triumphs of Toyota Clearance event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. JosephToyota.com. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Did you know that almost 3.5 million young people will suffer a sports medicine-related injury this year? And 50% of those injuries are considered overuse injuries from focusing too much on one activity? Remember, a long-term healthy lifestyle begins when we're young. If your youngster is limping, has swelling, or is complaining of pain, we can help get them back in the game safely. Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Nine, nine. I am Father Larry Tharp, pastor of Sacred Heart in Fairfield. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. And welcome back to the pit where it is grade school night. And the thing I always love is when the band performs, they did their normal show, but now you got the grade school kids from all the various feeder programs that are coming out and standing in between uh, the regular band, bringing their little music stands out with them. But uh, it's always fun to watch. And uh, we may turn it up a little bit here uh, when they start playing. I don't know what they're going to play, but uh, we'll find out here shortly. But, guys, uh, it's got to be a tough locker room for the Muller Crusaders. I know uh, the one long touchdown run, would, which would have uh, tied the game up, uh, was called back for a holding. And after that, nothing seemed to go right for the Crusaders. It really didn't. And my, one of my keys to the game was Elder needed to get off to an early lead, and that they did. And not only did they get off to an early lead, but they kept the uh, the pedal to the metal, so to say, the thing I like about it from, from an elder standpoint in the locker room now is, you know, Doug on, on Tuesday night talked about how the defense is coming together, the cohesiveness, and you got some players that move from, from player to move from linebacker, uh, Prater moved from linebacker to D-line, and the linebacker, cornerback moved up to linebacker. They're getting their confidence. In this game in particular, their confidence should soar. They're going to look at this game field from the first half, and they're going to say, you guys prove to yourselves you can do this. So, And it's going to come at a great time because the schedule continues to stay steady and difficult where next week uh, it's no easy task for the Elder Panthers driving over to uh, Winton Woods to play on their home turf, and, and, and that's going to be a battle. They're, you know, they're... Woods traditionally has talented athletes who can run and they're fast. It would be another good challenge for these Elder Panthers. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, of course, i tell you what, the Elder Panthers have seen about everything and anything this year. Yeah. So I don't – obviously they've played athletic teams, strong teams, big teams, and, uh, you know, it looks like they're going to get out of here with 6-1. So uh, yeah. hopefully they can get a win next week as well. Steve, any other scores or anything? Or, no other yeah, scores right now, but, you know, looking at the bowler side of the ball, I think what they need to do is to figure out how to survive, not only tonight, but survive the rest of the season as an intact football program. They have no they, – they, they host uh, St. Ignatius next week. Wow. And then they follow that up with traveling to St. Ed's. Jeez. And uh, their week 10, they get a breather. They, they play uh, Canadian prep. Uh, division uh, um, out at their own that's 0-4 right now so they, they, you know they, they play one of those Canadian could be a Harbin cow could not be uh, 
type teams. And uh, so I think for a, pro, a proud program like the Mole Crusaders, they need to figure out how to get through this season and, and how to, to point to the future in a positive way. Because they got a lot of guys out there, and they're, they're working hard. Yeah, they are. And, I, uh, they have a lot of great players. Uh, they, they would put things together uh, and fumbles, turnovers, and so forth, interceptions, uh, just killer, killer form. You know, guys, if we look at some of the key stats here before we, we uh, give it back to Landon Phil, it was almost a perfect half for the Elder Panthers, both on offense and defense. I mentioned that the total yards for the Panthers were 276. 183 of those were via the air and 93 on the ground. Only one penalty for five yards for the Panthers. They hit 15 first downs to three for the Crusaders. Third down conversions were perfect, seven for seven. Uh, they ran 38 plays to Moeller's 23. They averaged 7.3 yards per play. And uh, and they were perfect five for five in the red zone. Uh, and they hit and they created three turnovers. So uh, I don't think you can play a much better half uh, than, than what we saw right here in the first half against Moeller. Is, does it have uh, Colton Sandus's uh, tackles? I know this screen is kind of locked in one position there, yeah. but I'd sure like to know how many tackles he has. He had a whale of a game uh, last week, and we've heard his name a lot tonight. Uh, I, I know the those defensive stats are not right up front like they right. have the, the offensive one, but we'll check on that real quick. But, uh, you know, Steve... He had you know, three, like okay, I well, I had three tackles. I think if I'm reading that right, three three tackles. Connor Keys has uh, four, uh, three solo. Sanders. Sanders has uh, three total, uh, two solo. Two solo tackles. So uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's but he's around the ball. Yeah, they're yeah. flying around the ball, Mark. You're absolutely right. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have. Uh, the teams are coming back on the field. Uh, Phil and Lenny are warming up uh, over there, enjoying their incline house, like yeah. barbecue or some sort. Uh, what they yeah, had look for there. the uh, PSRN uh, uh, bus to be traveling quickly down to La Rosa. <laughs> yeah, so this, we'll be, yeah, this second half is going to fly, and you know, uh, Doug. He, he plays all the starters till halftime, and you're going to see a lot of players coming off the bench, So, uh, which is good. You're going to see a lot of people getting playing time, and, and which is uh, what we want to see. So, and, yeah, uh, so if you see a police escort on Glenway, it's just the three of us. Don't worry about it. We'll be out of your way shortly. Right, that's right. All right, well, coming up, as I said, Len Harvey and Phil Bengal for all the second half action. Thank you for joining us on the Colwell Banker West Show. Halftime report right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. 
Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428, and brozartpharmacy.com. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal getting ready to start the second half of action. It was all Elder Panthers in the first half. Matthew Luby on the rushing attack. Ten carries, 76 yards, two rushing touchdowns, one of which was 10 yards. The other one was a nine-yard touchdown run. He also threw for a couple of touchdowns. He was 17 of 22, 183 yards and two touchdowns. Not bad. 177 as his... uh, rating at quarterback. Other runs, uh, Drew Ramsey had two carries for 15 yards. He also caught a seven-yard touchdown uh, catch. He had five catches for 54 yards in the first half with a touchdown. Uh, It was Evan Vollmer, five catches for 34 yards. Dakota Postal, three catches, 39 yards in the first half. David Larkins with two catches for 24, 22 yards rather, including a touchdown, his first touchdown of the season. Joe Royer was a little quiet, only one catch for 25 yards in the first, but the more important thing is the defense, as uh, Moeller was held to just 64 yards of total offense, Elder with 276 yards, including 183 from the air, 93 on the ground, and it was all Elder with a 42 to nothing lead in the first half of play and it'll be a little bit of a as we're used to we've seen a couple of these a little bit of a running clock here in the in the second half yeah running clock a, a lot of bodies going to be getting into the football game so we're going to make sure we're doing a good job of, of trying to get that different guys probably at the helm of quarterback uh, uh for the panthers probably see um you know miller get in a little yeah. bit so we should see a lot of changes now Moeller, probably not a lot of changes. Probably going to try to work some offense. I, you know, the talent that they got out there. I don't think you're going to keep Moeller off the board in the second half. You know, but the thing that's going to play against them is going to be that running clock. You remember that's the toughest part in these games for the team that's down and the team that's up. Because all of a sudden you got that clock. And it is going to roll, and it's going to roll fast. It's going to be hard to get in substitutions. It's going to be hard to get, you know, offensively. You really got to be on the spot moving the football if you want to try to, you know, end that clock from running a little bit. So we'll see what Moeller uh, looks to do here in the second half. Elders defense, remember, you brought it up. I love the stat, and I was just talking to one of the defensive coaches, and he's like, oh, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. But, it, you know, three turnovers. Three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's exactly I mean, they're 100% right there. It's like we talked about. If you're going to get a turnover, might as well turn it into points. You know, yeah, that, it, it's, that's such a big thing to do uh, in the game of football, but also in these GCL South games, you know, capitalize on the mistakes of their team. Sometimes that's the, the lone difference is one mistake. And they've had the fumble recovery, led to a touchdown. They had the inter- tipped interception, led to a touchdown. And then obviously they've been Ott's interception for a touchdown. 
you know, it's interesting is uh, Elder had deferred, so they're going to get the ball first in the in the second half as well. So couldn't come any worse for Moeller tonight. And a tough, tough game when you come. You're on the road the first thing, and you get it. You get an 80-yard touchdown. You're all excited, and it gets called back in the first quarter. And that really has been uh, since then. It's been the downfall for Moeller. Right, and that's another mistake. You, know, you just can't have those those little mistakes that cost them such a big play. You know, they'll look at it on film tomorrow and talk about it. I mean, that's one of the bigger pieces. Obviously, got to go back to that film study and see, you know, what what they can improve on. I mean, it's definitely a Mueller team. It's got a lot of potential. I mean, they got a lot of guys out there. They got a young offensive line. I think their offensive line at times too has looked like they can be dominating. Uh, and, and hopefully that's something that they're going to continue to develop. So you know the Mueller Crusaders. I mean, this is not the, you know this is not the Mueller Crusader team we're going to see for three years. Uh, I, I expect a pretty quick rebound for them. So let's see how the Panthers you know open up the second half. How the Mueller Crusaders, what they talked about, they're going to try to do in the locker room. Uh, and again, you know, 42 to nothing. We will see that clock start rolling right away. And the wind is picking up here at the pit tonight. You- Got, uh, we got the window open here at the booth, and it's coming in pretty uh, fierce. One thing that's interesting, too, is uh, watching Kevin Thibodeau uh, kick a little bit, uh, Thibodeau rather, and, you know, we haven't seen him at all in this game. He has not even kicked off. This will be the first kickoff uh, for him as Elder deferred. So uh, Thibodeau uh, last year, if you remember, uh, had a 40-yard had a kick in, yep. in a game and uh, certainly has a big leg, and uh, people are talking about him possibly going to uh, – the Naval Academy, uh, which is a, which would be a big thing, serving your country and uh, going to the Naval Academy. As we uh, cut, thank you, Mark Bengal, for closing the window a little bit, getting a, get a little breezy in here in the booth. And I don't have my nice Prep Sports Radio Network uh, pullover that's in the car. I thought I'd uh, do it without it. I tried to be a tough guy, which, uh, of course, I'm not. You know, <laughs> I just try to be. On, uh, on radio. Tonight's game is brought to you by Shore Optical. Dr. Ken Shore of Shore Optical makes your world look a whole lot more in focus as I put on my readers. Good eyesight is a key to success in school, work, or sports. If you think your vision's not what it should be, then let 1979 elder grad Dr. Ken Shore give you a complete eye examination. That's Shore Optical at 451-0010. 42 to nothing, the Elder Panthers with the lead, getting ready to start the third quarter. And Kevin Thibodeau will be kicking off from the 40-yard line. The Panthers will have uh, Neiman. Actually, check that. It's Ramsey back deep along with Dieter. So they'll, they'll probably have the first drive where the starters will get a chance. And then after that, probably you'll see a lot more of uh, maybe some of the others. I, I, on the sideline, I mean, Luby's got his helmet off like he is not setting foot back in the game. Um, but we'll so we'll J.T. See Miller does. Yeah. Number two. So just looking at some of the... You're right. You might have some skill position guys yeah. changing. Uh, line might stay the same for another series. All right. Getting ready to start this second half. Muller going from right to left in their road white jerseys. And the blue pants, the yellow, and the blue helmets with the yellow. And Thibodeau will kick it. It's a line drive kick, and it goes uh, into the end zone. Dieters tried to bring it out, but he stepped in the back of the in the end zone. So, Elder will have a first and ten at the twenty-yard line to start this third quarter, leading forty-two to nothing. Yeah, so coming out onto the field, um, do have J.T. Miller is going to be at the helm for the Panthers, but uh, you know the line is going to be 
uh, relatively the same. Postal, Larkins, line up on the outside. Neiman, uh, Schlachter in the backfield. And then uh, Catania. Yeah, Catania in the backfield with J.T. Miller in a quarterback. A first and ten at the 20-yard line. One wide left and two wide right. The pitch to the left side to Catania to the 20, 25, 30, 35. Out of bounds at the 36-yard line. He was taken down by number 24, Andrew Daly. And that was a pretty hard takedown at the uh, yeah, left I mean, side. Yeah, you get on the sidelines, saying guys trying to make a play here late in the game. You know, Moore's got some different guys in, too. But you're trying to make a play, get to the sideline. Elder's got the short sidelines here. You know, so the benches are right there. Everything, I always say, looks worse here um, because it's not like those fields that got tracks and things where the bench is all the way back on the track. You know, it seems like you uh, have so much more room. So it was – Incidental on the sideline. Good play by the Mueller defense to, to force Catania out of bounds, uh, but they still pick up the first down. Four wide receivers to the right. JT Miller at a quarterback. They, Ramsey is in it as a receiver. He goes in motion to the left. Now a shotgun with a first and 10 at the 35. Now the fake and now the give to Ramsey. Ramsey's going to run it across the 35, and he's taken down at the 36-yard line. And we seem to be calling his number a lot, and that's number 26, Kyle Bieber, on another tackle for Muller. Yeah, Wyatt Kelly also in on that for, for the Crusaders. Just both able to come down the line, make a quick play, bring Ramsey down before he could change direction and find that lane like he likes to do, uh, which is usually when he breaks his plays. He starts going, and he's so quick to just move and, and get up field. But there, Muller Crusader defense, good job of snowing him in. Clock continues to run with 9.27 to go in the third quarter. Elder with a running clock here, leading it 42 to nothing. Two wide receivers to the left, two to the right. Vollmer goes in motion now. And now J.T. Miller is going to fake it. And now shovel pass is intercepted. Uh, Muller, they're going to say it is Muller football at the 40-yard line. So J.T. Miller, uh, unfortunately, got uh, it went uh, the shovel pass was a little bit too much. And so we're going to, and now, and now here, here's one of those things that's always going to kill me. You get a great play by your defense, and then you get one of your teammates who's going to get an unsportsmanlike conduct here and move you back 15 yards. His whole team is on the sideline celebrating the interception. He's over here talking to the elder sideline. Just, just not, I mean, that is a coach. You got to shake your head on that play. And I mean, you know, you got to get after those, those things because those are, those are the bonehead plays that cost you things when it gets down, when it gets to closer football games. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't be doing that stuff. I mean, and you I, just can't. And I think that was Wyatt Bullock on the interception for Muller. Two wide receivers to the left side, two to the right side. They set up with a shotgun formation. And good news as uh, Drew Altamirli is back in the game after getting hit pretty hard in the second quarter. And now the give, and that's the speedster, Brandon White, across the 50, the 45. He's out of bounds at the elder 41-yard line. And Marcus Zapata forces him out, but uh, I think Purdue got the ta- got him out too. So, And Javarius Richardson comes up limping a little bit. Um, he's going to be able to get off the field under his own power. But sub can come in, Ben Dieters. Um, going to come out onto the field for the Panthers. Yeah, hopefully that's uh, he's okay, just limping off. In a 8.49 remaining in the third quarter. Elder with a 42-0 lead. Muller going from right to left. They have the football first and 10 at the Elder 41-yard line. They line up one wide receiver to the right side, Aaron Morton, and three wide receivers to the left. Shotgun formation for Altamile. 
Shotgun set up with a first and 10 at the 41. The snap and Altamule looking to throw. Steps up into the 45. He's going to be tackled at the 42-yard line. Elder getting the tackle was number 50, Paul Moore. Getting a cha- tackle on that one. Nice Paul, Mo- Paul Moore just shed his yeah. block. I mean, he stayed home on that draw, and he was able to, to shed it off and make the play right line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, so Paul Paul Moore saves that one. Actually, they're going to mark that, too, a, a loss of a yard. I thought he would have almost got back to the sticks, but they're going to give him a yard a, a tackle for loss. So that is a sack for, for Moore, getting a chance to play. Second down 11 at the 42-yard line. Morton wide to the right. Three wide receivers to the left. Shotgun for Altamule. On a second 11 from the 42, 7.38 to go in the third. The flip, and then that is the give to Brandon White. White on the catch to the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. And he's knocked out of bounds at the 16-yard line by Thayman. Otherwise, that would have been a touchdown. Yeah, Tommy Thayman knocks him out, gets him a little low. White's a little slow to get up on the sideline. He did a good job of just getting behind his blocks uh, and getting downfield. I mean, downfield blocking for the Crusaders was good on that play. Uh, a couple of elder guys missed on some tackles, made guys miss as he's going. So let's see you know, how the Panther defense reacts. But I think the Muller Crusader offense is getting a, a little bit of a stride here. They are, and with, with the clock continued to run, the running clock with 6.57 remaining third quarter. Elder with a 42-0 lead. One wide to the left. Two now to the right side. Shotgun for Altamule. They go right side with Dunlop in motion. And now looking to throw is Altamule. Looking across. Throws. It is incomplete. Almost intercepted in the back of the end zone. And that was uh, Marco Sabato getting a chance. And that was uh, hit him a little too hot. Yeah, Marco Sabato went up and really tried to climb the ladder for that one to get that interception. I, I thought he was going to have it right there at the front of the end zone. But uh, just dropped. So the Panthers break up that momentum that Moeller's offense was gaining. Second down at 10. The ball spotted at the 15-yard line for the Molder Crusaders. 42 to nothing. Elder Panthers with a lead. 6.08 to play in the third quarter. Two wide to the right. One wide to the left. Altamule's got two running backs in the backfield. Now Dunbar goes to the right side. Now looking. It's Altamule. Looking. Going to run it. And he gets to about the 15-yard line before he's tackled by Connor Keyes and company. And the rest of the law firm there. And a little bit of a push. And we got some flags going. And... Uh, a little extracurricular activities on the field, but uh, the initial tackle was by Connor Keyes and company, and Keyes is actually uh, limping a little bit. So there's several, lots of laundry on the field. Tonight's game is brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet. They've opened the Tri-State's newest and largest pre-owned car superstores, selling all makes, all models, from their family to yours for life. See Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxton at Kelsey Chevrolet or Kelsey Pre-Owned Vehicles at Route 50 in Lawrenceburg or KelseyChev.com. Yeah, and I think what you're going to get is there's going to be uh, unsportsmanlike on the Panthers. Again, stupid. I mean, just absolutely unacceptable. Getting a guy's face after a tackle. Not, nothing really to be showboating about. So you're going to get unsportsmanlike conduct on the Panthers. Uh, I think they're going to give them two. Now one of them, hopefully, I think they picked up the flag. Uh, on it. Coach Ramsey came out on the field to go get his player, and, and I think they might have tossed one maybe on, on thinking Coach Ramsey was yelling at an official. He was, he was not grabbing him, so that's, that's what they did. They gave the two guys a uh, good crew, but again, just like what happened before to Moeller, uh, same thing to the Panthers. Um, 
So we get an unsportsmanlike conduct on the Panthers. We get an unsportsmanlike conduct on the Crusaders. So we're going to walk it off and we're going to walk it back, you know, moving the football. But, I mean, it's just one of those things. The officials, good job of throwing these flags early because 545 to go in the third quarter. Last thing you want is this just to become some sort of laundry fest because guys are jawing at each other in a game with 42 to nothing with a running clock. That's right, second down and 10 for the Crusaders at the 24-yard line. Altamule is going to line up as a wide receiver this time. He's got Vernon in a quarterback now. Setting up shotgun formation on this second and 19 from the 24. And now rolling, now looking to the left, and now going back to the middle, and he's tackled at the 20-yard line. Elder Panther getting a tackle by number 44, Joey Stemmler. Joey Stemmler able to come down uh, as uh, as it came around the backside uh, and make a play. So as the clock continues to roll with 535 and counting, third and 19 for the Crusaders. Which I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I just looked over. The clock was stopped. I'm not sure why. I mean, we're in a running clock situation. It doesn't stop for when they have talks or it just rolls. Um, So I'm not sure. We're going to have to. I have to bring that section over to the clock operator. Well, Thibodeau looks like they're going to try. It looks like a 39, 38 or 39-yard field goal here as the clock continues to run. A fourth and 15 at the 21-yard line. And Thibodeau, left-footed kicker. He's at his 30-yard line. And the kick is up. It's a long kick. It's it's long enough, and the kick is no good. It was off to the left side. So 38-yard field goal is no good. We'll take a timeout with 4.57 to play in the third quarter. It's Elder 42 and Muller nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We're proud to support Elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury... We can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. First and 10 for the Panthers at the 20-yard line in this third quarter. Just 440 and counting remaining. Elder with a 42-0 lead. And now looking as J.T. Miller going to run it inside across the 20, rather, to the 25-yard line. Another helmet comes off at around the 25-yard line, but the Panthers get uh, a few yards on that as J.T. Miller, instead of doing that shovel pass, which last one was an interception, he decided to keep it himself. Yeah, that's J.T. Miller having to come off here. So Matthew Luby's going to have to come in. His helmet is the one that came off. Uh, Justin Catani in the backfield as well as Nathan Evans kind of working back there, too. So the Panthers shoveling some guys in, clock rolling down to the four-minute mark. Third quarter coming up, don't forget, come see us out at uh, La Rosa's on Boudinot. We'll have Prep Sports Radio Network game night, and we'll also have Joe Harbin joining us to tell you about what's going to go on in the postseason because it's coming up pretty soon. So uh, keep in mind as you head out to La Rosa's and uh, join us, uh, I'll be there. We'll have uh, Mark Bengal, Steve Bengal, and Tom Kennedy, which they'll have to be heading out there pretty shortly as this game with 3.54, they actually call timeout. Uh, Tonight's game is brought to you by Schmidt Heating and Cooling. From preventative maintenance to major repairs to your heating and cooling system, you want someone you can trust. That's Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. They've been family-owned and operated since 19. 
1954, and we'll give you the straight answers and help you what you're looking for with your system. Schmidt Heating and Cooling, give them a call at 531-6900. And don't forget, I mean, as cooler temperatures are coming, got to go yeah. get that furnace tuned up. I know. You don't yeah. want because either hot or cold, if it's not tested properly, you don't want to be in a situation where it's freezing in the house because uh, just like your wife is a little upset with you in the summer, when it's too warm, it's too cold, it's no good either. Exactly. Give yeah. them a call. you got to give them a call. 3.50 remaining here in the third quarter. Second and four from the 26. And now Catania actually checked that across the 32-yard line. Cooper Johnson, I believe, across the 32-yard line. And that was him. Cooper had a one-yard touchdown run earlier in the game that you could have drove a truck through. Yeah, Cooper Johnson, Joseph Catania alternate there with the carries uh, in this uh, in this last offensive series and throughout the game. Uh, and, and Nathan Evans will be in the backfield with the Panthers, too. In fact, he's going to split out uh, on this one. His Panthers are going to go empty. And they do. And uh, Neiman's off to the left side. Two wide receivers to the right. They go in motion with Evans and Johnson now in the backfield. And now the give is to Cooper Johnson across the 32 to about the 35-yard line before he's stacked up there with three minutes remaining here in this third quarter. Clock continues to run, running clock. Elder with a 42 to nothing lead. You know, 6-1 and one looks pretty good, Phil, for seven games. They've had a really tough schedule, but 6-1 and one looks very good. Yeah, tackle on that last play was Deuce Shaw. Uh, but like you said, definitely. Uh, the Panthers 6-1, and one, you know, looking at their schedule coming in. You know, uh, obviously, the Clearwater team is kind of a who knows what they're bringing. Um, so, you, you know, you get away with a win in that game. Uh, you go up to St. Ed's and get your first L, but out to St. X last week, get a big win, and then again, you know, this week here against the Muller Crusaders. Here's JT Muller, crosses the 35 to the 41-yard line before he's taken down by the Crusaders. Number 11, Ryan Anderson, and Anderson's name has been getting called a lot for the Crusaders. He continues to have a pretty good game. 2-10 remaining here in the third quarter. We have a running clock situation. Elder with a 42 to nothing lead, so we'll try to get as much in and out as we can, uh, but the clock continues to run. We're approaching the two-minute mark of this third quarter. Panthers getting some uh, other players in. Cooper Johnson comes back in. Thayman, uh, they also line up. Uh, it's Lance Neville to the left side. They're going to set up now a shotgun formation for Miller with Johnson to his left. And now Miller gives to Johnson. Johnson inside to around the 43-yard line before he's tackled by Muller's number 92, Chase Brown. And uh, the big defensive lineman gets the tackle on the play with a minute 30 remaining here in quarter number three. Panthers have a 42 to nothing lead. With a minute, they're going to say it's fourth down now, just shy with about a yard to go. Panthers will go for it with a minute 15 here in the third. Neiman to the left. And setting up number 14 is Lance Neville to the left side as well. Three wide left. Now the give to Johnson. Johnson goes to the 44, and he's going to have a first down for the Panthers. Tackled by Muller, number 32, and that's Deuce Shaw the second making the tackle excuse me panthers we need to tighten our helmets uh, i mean yeah. that, that that's got to be practice on monday that's about the 10th or 11th helmet i've seen come off i mean tighten the chin straps out of something i don't know what's going on here but these helmets keep popping off i don't think i've seen a molar crusader helmet come off yet so i don't know 
We might have to have uh, how to wear a helmet practice yeah. on Monday. Two wide receivers to the right side on this first and ten at the 45. 20 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Thayman now lines up as a wide receiver to the right. Now it's JT Miller. Miller crosses the 45, but he's stacked up. And he's stacked up by plenty for the Muller Crusaders, including number 39, Wyatt Kelly. And company. And I think that's going to roll us to the end of the third quarter. That is a quick third quarter of play. Elder doesn't score in the third quarter, but it's a 42-0 lead. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your West Side full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Introducing a Kelsey-exclusive lifetime powertrain protection from our family yours for life. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. Go Panthers out to Yora. We're Kelsey Chevrolet from our family to yours. Hello, I'm Father Jerry Reinersman, pastor of St. Joseph Parish in Cold Spring, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Getting ready to start the fourth quarter of play. The Elder Panthers with a 42 nothing lead over the Muller Crusaders. The Woodway game, a few... The game time temperature, easy for me to say, was uh, 70 degrees, and it cooled off a little bit. We're about 67 degrees uh, right now. And the Panthers will have the football with a second down and 10 at the 45-yard line. Two wide receivers to the right. JT Miller gets the bad snap, and now he's uh, going to be in trouble. And he's tackled back at the 40-yard line as Muller with a good tackle by number 44, Joe Toppler. Getting the tackle for the Muller Crusaders. Yeah, you got to take advantage of that. You, know, you get that bumbled snap, like we said, uh, you know, early in the game for the Panthers. This time is Muller Crusaders. Take advantage. Go get a stop. Put the Panthers into a, a third and 13 situation in the middle of the field. So force them to maybe actually have to come out and punt. Third and 13 from the 42. 11.20 to play here in the fourth quarter. Running clock, 42 nothing. Elder. With the lead and a flag is down. Going to get something on the sideline here. So a flag down across. and Illegal have, yeah. substitution. Yep, legal substitution. The Panthers will have a, the football back at the 36-yard line. So it's third and 18 now for the Panthers. Two wide to the right side and one to the left. J.T. Miller in at quarterback for the Elder Panthers with a 42-0 lead. Neiman goes in motion. The pitch to the right to Catania. Catania across the 40. He's to the 45. There is a flag down back at the 38. This is probably coming back for a clip. Yeah, and, and I'm watching in the backfield again. If the officials aren't looking down the field, they could pay attention. J.T. Miller getting his helmet ripped off uh, it, it later. I mean, I, I don't. I know. I know they're high school kids. I know that kind of stuff. I get it. But you know, you just gotta coaches too on the sideline. You gotta be responsible for that stuff. We just can't have guys just taking stuff in their own hands because they're losing a football game and things like that. They gotta start paying attention to, to different things. I mean, we're all about player safety. I know. I'll get down off my soapbox. I apologize, but that's if I mean. You're, no, you're, co- right. you're a coach on the sideline. You should be absolutely embarrassed by that. Exactly, and that's the type of stuff you don't want to see. We saw that at the uh, Clearwater game. We saw that in a few games this uh, this year. But you know, you like to see uh, some good sportsmanship. Uh, it is forty-two nothing. We do understand that, but uh, like to keep uh, keep her cool. With a ten forty-two remaining here in the fourth quarter, 
It'll be third and 28 for the Panthers back at the 27-yard line is where they'll mark the football. One wide to the right side. Luby's back at the helm. Yeah, Luby in a quarterback, as you mentioned. Third and 28, and now we get a timeout. So that was, uh, I guess, they when they put Luby in, they called a, a timeout. Now, LaRosa's Pizza makes it easy for you to order your favorite pizza on your smartphone or your tablet. You can go to LaRosa's.com or order online or download our mobile app at LaRosa's.com. And, of course, come out to LaRosa's on Budino after the game. And uh, we'll see you over there. We'll have uh, Joe Harbin. We'll go over some things. We have the best post-game show in the business. Prep Sports Radio Network game night with Mark Bengel, with Steve Bengel. And Tom Kennedy is back after a one-week hiatus. We can't have that. I'm glad, I'm glad Tom can fit us into his schedule. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But, you know, he's, got a, he's a busy man. <laughs> you know, Tom is a very busy man, and we continue to uh, and just, just to be in the same room with him is just a joy. <laughs> Uh, 42 to nothing, the Elder Panthers with the lead in this one. And with 10-22 remaining here in the fourth quarter, the Panthers have a third and 28 back at the 27-yard line. So Luby and a quarterback, two wide to the right. They go Thayman in motion to the left. Now Thayman goes back to the right. The fake, the give to Catania up the middle, across the 30 to the 35. He's at the 36-yard line before he's taken down by Wyatt Kelly by Muller. It's going to be the uh, first punt for the Panthers tonight. Ben Dieter's going to come out and punt. And, you know, just going through you know, some of the defense stats, I mean, Will Braley, uh, who we've been calling a lot for the Crusaders tonight, you know, comes in, he gets five solo tackles. Uh, uh, Valent, uh, Valentine with, with uh, three solos. Uh, and for the Panthers, you know, Connor Keyes, Jack Tucker, Colton Sandus up there. Uh, Sandus with two solos, Connor Keyes with three. So, And the uh, kick is going to be a short one. It's going to bounce at about the 30. Picked up and tackled immediately by Thayman right at the 29-yard line. So uh, that was uh, number 19, Aaron Morton for Moeller, and good tackle by Dieter. Yeah, uh, just just yeah. looking at the you know the defensive stats. I mean, Moeller's had some good good uh, you know defensive series. You know, you, I know they've given up 42 points, but I mean they've shown again they're showing a lot of bright spots and things that if you're you know coaching the other GCL South schools, you know that it's not going to be long before they're you know putting up wins again. And, and Elder's defense, you know, same guys doing the same thing again. Nine eighteen to play here in the fourth quarter. Setting up a first and 10 at the 29-yard line. Looking, Altamale, looking to throw, and it is intercepted right at the 44-yard. Sabato, 46-yard line, and the Panthers get it. Just that was overthrown by Altamale, and that was uh, that was another interception for the Panthers. That is the third. Let's see, check that. We've got uh, yep. fumble recovery, uh, interception, and the third, yeah. Third interception, fourth turnover. For the Crusaders, we said before the Panthers have been perfect. Three turnovers, three touchdowns, you know, points off turnovers. So let's see if the elder offense can do that. There's some wholesale changes here on the offensive line. Uh, JT Miller is back in the football game and a couple of different guys out at wideouts. Two wide, Feynman to the right side, Neiman to the right, two wide to the left. Miller setting up shotgun on the first and ten at the 45, and we get a whistle blown false start a false start against other one i wish a happy well it, it, birthday was back in july but 99 years young uh, i want to say 
Uh, thanks for listening. Bill Hunt, he's listening. 1939 Elder alum listening Man. to the game tonight, and we want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for just being you in 99. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome, yeah. you know, listening to the games, but at the same time, 1939 Elder alum, you know, uh, it's it's amazing how far our heritage goes back here to Elder High School. You know, it's an it's amazing school, 1939 listening. So, uh, Bill, thank you very much for tuning in, uh, and I hope you're enjoying uh, this one. And I think so with a 42 nothing Elder lead, and Miller gives the ball, and there's going to be a bunch of Muller Crusaders right on top of it. And Cooper Johnson really he came back, and yeah, he, was, nothing much he could do about that. Yeah, they tried to run a delay, draw, get guys up the field, but the uh, the draw to, to really bring them up on the pass rush didn't get anything, and it's basically the handoff to get Moeller was right there to make the tackle and make the stop. So um, big play by the Crusaders, forcing the Panthers into a, a second and 19 after that false start. Second and 19 from the 46, 7-18 to go in the fourth. Two wide to the right, 42-0 Elder Panthers with the lead. J.T. Miller at quarterback. Now Miller looks, fakes this, this pitch, and going to keep it himself. The 50, the 45, the 40, 35, and he's tackled at the 31-yard line. Brought down by number 57 of the Muller Crusaders, Michael Antaki. JT Miller a couple times looked like he was going to get brought down, but just like the running like Matthew Luby, when you hit that traffic, you just keep going and turn your body a little bit, and you might escape an arm tackle. That's exactly what he did. Picks up the first down for the Panthers, keep moving the football. It was clock ticks to 640. First and 10 at the 31 for the Panthers. Two wide receivers out to the right side. Lining up wide is Lance Neville. They set up with a shotgun. They got Cooper Johnson in the backfield. JT Miller. Thayman goes in motion. They give to Cooper. Cooper's going to run it and into the 25-yard line uh, before he's brought down by Muller, number 98, Jack Garnett. As everything is just, I don't think we can do anything with the wind (laughs) just blowing. We've got rosters everywhere. So... It it's is okay. one of those I, I'll take that over a, a sun-baked I, press box. I agree. Any day, yeah. Chase Brown also in on the tackle for the Crusaders, uh, not after Panthers are able to pick up five. So five yards for the Panthers, 5.52 remaining here in the fourth quarter. The Panthers have a 42-0 lead and the ball, second down and five at the Muller 26. Here's Miller. Miller looking for Catania, fakes it, it's going to spin, and Miller gets to the 29-yard line. So a loss of three for JT Miller. He was trying to pitch it to Catania. That was his intention, but he was better off just... Well, and from our angle, it's kind of perfect. They're on a 30. We're, we're looking at it from the 40, and you could really tell how JT Miller and Cooper just kind of started to level off. They they got to the point to where if you did make that pitch at JT Miller, you're risking throwing that ball behind them, and it's probably going to be a fumble. You're better off just going ahead. They couldn't get it down, which that is credit to the Muller defense because they really strung that play out, made Elder not get the edge, so it's real hard to run that option when you play assignment football. They set up now. They've got Lance Neville to the right side, one to the left, and Neiman. Thayman also to the left side. Now Cooper Johnson lines up in the backfield with J.T. Miller, and J.T. Miller is going to give it to Cooper. Cooper is going to run across and get to about the 26-yard line. Another <laughs> helmet comes off, and it continues to happen, Phil Bengal. Damn. Yeah, that's Cooper Johnson yeah. again. Yeah, that is another time when he has to run to the sidelines. And got to fix that helmet. So could be a class next week, Phil. 
on how to tie or get your helmet together. 4.26 remaining here in the fourth quarter. 42-0 Elder Panthers. Again, don't forget, coming up after this, it's Prep Sports Radio Network game night with the best show in the business. Joe Harbin's going to join us as well. Come out. I'll be there uh, as I get there uh, a little bit late usually after the game, but yeah, I will be I don't there. think traffic's going to be an no. issue tonight no, as no, the pit is slowly emptying out uh, of some of the people. It's great school night tonight, too, so pretty packed house uh, uh, for the, for this football game. And, and we, we got a flag. Another, yeah, flag with a little motion there. Tonight's game brought to you by Cola Banker West Shell. Two strong names you can trust when marketing or buying a home, and they're proud to continue servicing the west side and the elder community. Cola Banker West Shell, 922-9400, or visit them at cbws.com. 3.36 remaining here in the fourth quarter, and the running clock, 42-0 Panthers. Three wide to the left side. And now looking, throwing to Thayman. It is complete to the 30. And out to the 25, and he's out down of bounds at about the 19-yard line. You got a flag in the middle of the field, so you can get holding against the Panthers. This one is going to come back. Yeah, Thayman had the uh, the pass was over to the left side, and the flag is over right. Uh, they're going to say, and it's against the Elder Panthers. So don't forget the fifth annual men's Eucharist procession in downtown Cincinnati, which is sponsored by St. Antonitis Holy Name Society. It's going to take place on Saturday, October the 19th. The day begins at 9 a.m. with a mass at St. Peter's in Chains Cathedral with a procession, that is, to Old St. Mary's Church following mass. Once again, October the 19th, mass at 9 a.m. at the cathedral, Eucharist procession following and finishing at Old St. Mary's Church. Again, on the 19th of October. And tonight, another uh, little breezy night, but a good night for October. About 67 degrees right now. A little wind. It's going to go down tomorrow and close to uh, around 39 or 40 degrees at, uh, at some point. Three wide to the left side. Shotgun looking, and it's Miller. He's going to run it, but he's tackled at about the 38-yard line as a lot of Muller Crusaders on the tackle on that one. But we'll start with number 15, Nate Paps. We'll get part of the tackle there. Uh, with 2.05 to go and a fourth down and 15 at the 37. And the Panthers will look to pump this one away, I believe. Let's see what they do. Are they going to just try something different? But, uh, oh, check that. It's going to be Muller Crusader football. So it was already fourth down. Yeah. The, 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 the uh, one down marker and yeah. the scoreboard did not change. So 1.57 to go as that clock rolls. First and 10 at the 37 for the Crusaders. Malik Vernon at quarterback now for Muller. Two wide to the left side, one to the right. And Vernon's going to keep it himself. Across the 40 to the 45 to the 50. 45 bursts of speed. 40, 35, 30 out of bounds at the 28-yard line. As Elder tackled by number 41, Lucas Merriman, on the tackle for the Panthers. So Muller trying desperately to get a score here. Yeah, he's going to try to get... uh... Burnham, but he comes back in, and we know you know he can he can run the football. So I mean, going against elders, you know, second second third string guys here, uh, uh, you know, just coming fresh off the bench. So first and ten at the twenty-seven, and now the quarterback keeper across the twenty-five to the twenty fifteen, and he's out of bounds at about the thirteen yard line. Another helmet comes off. So Vernon carries the football. This time he loses his helmet. Yeah, so he's got to go off the field here. 
And the longer he takes to get off the field, the longer the clock ticks. So yeah, 40 seconds and counting. Down to 40. So they bring back in at quarterback. It's number 17, and that's Evan Springer. Springer had played a little bit at quarterback earlier in the game. And we set up now a first and 10 at the 12-yard line with 25 ticks of the clock remaining. And now looking and giving it up the middle inside the 10 to the 5, about the 3-yard line as Muller's number 34 with a carry. Zach Williams gets close to the end zone. He's at the about the 4-yard line. So it's first and goal with 8 seconds. See if they can get this play off. Shotgun formation for Spagler. Looking. And now the give. And we're going to get a, fl- uh, a well, false start. Yeah, you're going to get a false start. Let's see what they do here. Are they going to put time? The clock hit zeros. You're going to get a false start on the offense. You've got guys running off the field on the defense. So you've got too many guys on the defensive field. So I think in, nope, they're going to give. The Panthers took a timeout. So I don't know if they're going to put time on the clock or what what we got here. Yeah, there's zero on on the scoreboard clock. But there was a timeout called. So we'll see if they give them one more play maybe. Uh, even with no time left, they might just give him one more play. 42 to nothing, though, the Elder Panthers with the lead. We know the Panthers are going to 6-1. and one. We know that. Next week, Witten Woods. So a little bit of a road trip for us, but not too far. Yeah, not too bad to get out there. They did have five seconds on the clock. Head out of Witten Woods, very powerful team. Be a good test for the Panthers. You know, coming off, obviously, uh, two big wins, but having that loss against Ed's a good power-running team. You go out to Winton Woods, the same team. Uh, you know, very, very powerful team, very scrappy team, fun to watch, um, a good t- challenge to play against, and you know they're a good challenge because not everybody in the city of Cincinnati will play them. Second down and goal at the three-yard line. They set up now. One wide to the left. Now the give up the middle, into the end zone, and it's a touchdown for Zach Williams of Muller. So the Muller Crusaders do not get shut out in this one. And Zach Williams gets a four-yard touchdown run, or three-yard touchdown run, rather. And the Muller Crusaders are on the board. It's 42-6 to on what would be the last play of the game. And, and they're not, they're not going to try the extra point. Yeah, they're not going to kick the extra point. It's 40, over. 42-6. So, so the final score, we'll come back and wrap it up from here and give you the Cooper Electric star of the game coming up next. But this one is official. Elder wins it 42-6. to We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup, or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. 
Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Put your money where your heart is. Do business with someone who shares your faith and values from Sacred Heart Radio's Angels List of Underwriters. And don't forget to tell them where you found out about them. Go to sacredheartradio.com and click Angels List. It's time to call out the Cooper Electric star of the game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth, the Cooper Electric star of the game, Matthew Luby. With a great game tonight, he had uh, completed 17 of 22 passes, 183 yards and two touchdowns. Also ran in two touchdowns, one of nine yards, one of ten yards. And he had ten carries, 76 yards, two touchdowns, his longest run of 18. But just very consistent game. There were many players that did a great job tonight as the Muller Crusaders were held to just 162 yards of offense. You could have given it to any one of the defense also. Yeah, MVP of the game for the Crosstown Showdown was uh, Sandus. So, you know, again, just like we said, but, I mean, Matthew Luby, I mean, he has continued to have just consistent performances over and over again. So very, very proud of the elder, uh, you know, elder elder football team tonight. Great win for them. Uh, moving into next week against Winton Woods. But you're taking care of your business in the GCL. You're 2-0. You're in the driver's seat. You know, all you're doing is, is you know, you're not looking ahead to it, but you know you got LaSalle. That's the last one to accomplish that GCL title championship. And that's the first thing you look for in every year is to circle that to, to win the GCL. Then it's, of course, you're going to make the playoffs at that point and then to win in the playoffs. And who knows what happens at that point. You know, what do you talk about uh, getting to state is, is another thing. But certainly uh, doing that, Phil Bengal, you're, you're correct. The Panthers, uh, just some notable uh, numbers, uh, just looking at a Cooper Johnson at a touchdown in this game. But uh, what I like today is the receiving and David Larkins with two catches, 22 yards, but he had his first touchdown of the year. Yeah, David Larkins, I mean, again, he's a guy who's always been brought in. Uh, you know, he's a blocker. He does get split out in those late-game situations. But... He's, he's a, he can make plays. I mean, he can make plays. He, he's the one of those guys. No one of those guys I've got. A lot of these guys I've got the coach on the basketball court. He's another one. He's a competitor. He's a guy who can can do what he's asked. So if you ask him to go block and not catch the ball, even though that's what he's been doing for so many years, he'll go do it. You know. So you got a lot of guys, and I think that's what makes this team really good is the fact that. They have guys that accept their roles and they'll play their roles, and that's what you need so that you can get to that next level because eventually it is going to come down to, you know, who's got the guys that are going to get their job done on the outside when we get to the state playoffs, not just the skill guys. Yeah, just a couple of things that happened uh, today just on the defensive side. Uh, 
Purdue uh, with a fumble recovery started the turnover trend. It was Seeger an interception for Elder. Uh, ben Ott at a 46-yard interception return for a touchdown. Nicholas Sabato with an interception as well. But just to overall, we wanted the complete game, Phil, and this was the complete game yep, tonight. Complete game. Great job by the defense. Great job by the offense. 42 to six. Uh, you know. Those six points came in the final three seconds of the football game. So the Panthers, great job all the way out. Yep, no scoring in the second half for the Elder Panthers. But thanks to Mark Bengel, Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy. Thanks to Brian Hiles, Director of Admission, for being a guest. Thanks to Kevin Kenny back at the studio uh, for doing another great job, bang-up job. Thanks to you, the listener. Thanks to the Muller Crusader fans that were listening tonight. Once again, the final score, the Elder Panthers 42 and the Muller Crusaders 6. Next week, Elders at Witten Woods High School for a 7 o'clock kickoff for Phil Bengal. I'm Len Harvey. So long from the pit. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's the Prep Sports Radio Network game night from La Rosa's, the best show in the business on Budino with Steve, Tom, and Mark. You've been listening to Elder Football, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So long. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Seg here for Joseph Toyota Clarence event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. JosephToyota.com. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years. But that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service. And with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoding Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosard Pharmacy, your West Side Skyline Chili locations, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of Elder High School football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 
This is Father Benedict O'Kinsla, the pastor of Our Lady of Victory in Delhi. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time. The Prep Sports Radio Network Game Night. Brought to you by La Rosa's Pizza. And now for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores. Let's go live to the La Rosa's Pizza on Boudinot Avenue in Western Hills. Here is Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Well, hello and good evening from La Rosa's on Boudinot. It is Prep Sports Radio Game Night and a big, big win for the Elder Panthers tonight, improving to 6-1 and one as they knock off the Muller Crusaders, 42-6. to six. And uh, Steve and Tom, uh, we've... This team is, uh, when you just hear the word Muller and you're, you grew up in the 70s and you, you played them on and on and on, you never thought you could you would knock them off eventually. In the, in the 80s, things started to balance out a little bit. And uh, tonight, it, it was uh, on one side, but as we were talking with uh, Wally here in front, uh, the, the, the Muller has a good crop of young players coming up. And a big mistake that the... Muller fandom would do would be to jump ship and not support what they're doing because uh, these things go in cycles and if you're not out shopping for players uh, and you're just educating students and having them play football this is the cycles you go through you do go through cycles, and, and you know they have incoming. The last two freshman teams, according, you know, Wally was saying, are really, really good. But you know, I think in a more immediate fashion, they need to figure out how to hold it together for the rest of the year, and, and uh, preach that to these kids. Because if you're a senior on a football team, you're not interested in rebuilding. You're interested in right now. Um, you know, the whole I, I never believe in rebuilding at the high school level. It's like every year should be you know, the, the end. The end. You're not uh, building for a future or, or a world championship or a franchise like it's a pro team that's going to be there for a while. These kids have a finite time on, on the on the court, and to do otherwise is to sell them short. Yeah. No. And. and uh... You can see the talent. You can see the people. Uh, uh, here comes our banner. Uh, I, somebody forgot to bring that. I don't know who that was. I think it was. <laughs> well, your it your was lovely me. wife remembered to bring it. Yeah. More importantly. I know Wally Welch would help us out with that. So we, we just want people to know who we are. Who are these schlubs sitting over here at, at the Roses? And here we are. But uh, uh, yeah, Steve. It, it's a, it's a. You've seen this through the years at all schools, and some schools seem to be stuck in that longer than others, and uh, others uh, uh, seem to get through it quicker. But uh, this is, a, it's, a, it's a hard time, and I know that that's the situation. It is. Yeah, it is. Like we said it, it, on the pregame show, uh, there's ebbs and flows for everything, and and uh, boy, this is this has to be the biggest margin of victory ever uh, for the Elder Panthers over the. Muller Crusaders. Uh, it was a perfect half of football in the first half by the Elder Panthers. Uh, they were perfect on third down conversions, seven for seven. They were perfect on red zone. Uh, every time they were in the red zone, red zone, they scored a touchdown, so they were five for five in the red zone. Halftime, they had one penalty for five yards. Um, on and on and on. 
And one thing I mentioned at halftime, guys, that about the offense that probably needs to be repeated is last week <clears throat> St. X tried and tried and tried their best to keep the passing game uh, at bay. Uh, so what does Doug and his staff uh, come up with? Uh, they come up with a game plan to have Matthew Libby run the ball and run the ball and then run the ball more. He gained over, I think it was like 236 yards rushing uh, for, and two touchdowns for Matthew Luby last week. All in all, by the way, uh, late in the fourth quarter, uh, Drew Ramsey, just for the heck of it, uh, touches the ball and runs 45 yards to seal the victory. So last week, the elder offense was able to adapt with the pass being taken away, so they run the ball. Tonight against Moeller, Moeller saw that same film. Uh, everybody can see film nowadays. So what Moeller tried to do, and they were effective at first, is they tried to take away the run tonight. And what they did, what Elder did, is they compensated for that, and they were throwing screen passes and, and a lot of things underneath. But by halftime, uh, they had 183 yards passing the ball. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, as the year goes on and we're talking about playoffs and it gets to week 11, it's necessary to have a diverse offense because the weather weather conditions are going to be getting worse and worse and you're going to need to be able to throw the ball. But when the weather gets bad, you're going to need to be able to run the ball as well. So right now, without a doubt, behind that big massive offensive line, Matthew Luby, uh, Joseph Catania, um, Cooper, whoever's back there, they can run the ball and effective at it. I called Catania and Cooper thunder and lightning. One likes to hit the hole quickly, the other one likes to kind of uh, jab back and forth and then and then go. So Elder's got a good thing going, and then finally we'll get into it, Mark. But uh, Doug mentioned Tuesday night at Dad's Club how the uh, defense was coming together and how they probably played their best game of the year the defense did last Friday night at, at St. X and, and tonight was just another example of uh, gelling uh, Phil said it before he went off the air leaving leaving the pit the players on this entire team know their roles and once you know your role you know what is expected of you and you need to do what's needed and, and they're getting that and if they don't get it Doug has a way of making sure they understand it. And for the last couple games, uh, the defense has really stepped up. Yeah, Tom, looking at the stats from last week, and you're right, you know, when you got the rushing, obviously Matthew Luby leading the GCL in rushing and had, like you said, 236. But you got you got Ramsey, you got Catania, you got Johnson. And, and once you start keying on that, then you get over the receiver. Evan Vollmer's really coming of age. Yeah. Uh, uh, Drew Ramsey as uh, well, and uh, Joe Royer uh, is, uh, if it's there, he's going to catch it. Yeah, and then Dakota Postal, what Doug said early on is he's a great downfield blocker. Well, tonight, not only did he block, he caught the ball a number of times, and they were double-teaming Joe Royer, so there's just a lot of weapons. And then it's basically pick-your-poison defense on how you want to stop this offense. No, it is. It, it, I, looking at the films, if you're trying to, do a game plan to go up against Elder. Uh, there are 
um, obviously tendencies, and there are times that plays were snuffed out by Mahler. They knew what was coming, but uh, that doesn't happen often. It's right. so always a percentage game. You yeah. guess this, I'm going to do that. You guess this, I'm gonna, you know, yeah. and uh, you can guess the right so many times, but percentages-wise, it's hard to do with this offense. Uh, Luby takes what's there. Yeah. And yeah. if it's there, he'll run it. If not, he'll throw it. And, you know, he, he's, he's he, I think he's running what Doug wants extremely well. And it was it was a tough last year when when uh, Bittner went down, especially uh, in the playoffs when we right. were up against Colerain and Luby was thrown into the Wolves. Uh, mm-hmm. And he did a fine job. Heck, uh, Elder was down 14 to nothing at the half. And right. uh, there was some moments that things could have changed. But he got a lot of experience last year. He was on the field a lot, and the confidence, yeah. and the swagger he has, uh, is—it's very, very clear that he has it. And, and Doug likes the experienced quarterback, like you mentioned, uh, uh, Bittner last year, and then unfortunately he went down. But uh, Luby got his feet wet last year a little bit, so he didn't come in cold this year. And you know, and, bef- and before Bittner, it's—it's. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's Danny Neiman, and before Danny, it's uh, it's Peyton Ramsey, and uh, it's important. It's so important to have talent at the quarterback position, especially with the RPO, the run-pass option, and what everybody is using in this day and age. And it's just so important to to have. And the one thing I mentioned in the pregame show is um, I'm chuckling because Doug said you need game changers. And specifically, he, he threw out two names of Matthew Luby and his son Drew, where um, they're fast, they're quick, and he said they have a wiggle. Meaning that <laughs> once they hit the hole, and then it's just them against some defensive back, and then they give you this wiggle move or whatever, they're gone. And as Steve so uh, uh, adroitly pointed out in the pregame show, it's nice that this is finally where Elder has a couple of these players, as opposed to sometimes in the past, Elder would be up against a, a team with a player or two like that, and it's it's nice to have that, and, and because once they know and have that, uh, everybody knows what their job is, and this offensive line, we talked about it, but uh, they're just doing yeoman's work, which makes it a lot easier than really it is. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a good point, Tom. Well, you're listening to Prep Sports Radio Game Night coming live from La Rosa's at Boudinot. I, you know, we were saying hi to a lot of people. I forgot one person to say hi to. Uncle Ray was listening. Oh, tonight. Uncle Ray! Uncle Ray, and I, his his spot at the the end of the bar there. He's like Norm. It's sitting there. Yeah. It's waiting for you, Uncle Ray, to come in there. <laughs> right Unfortunately, angle. one of his other favorite spots got washed down the river earlier. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the, the little, little of Rambo Yacht Club. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder what the how how a, a bar guy with all that stuff the GPS how you could be that I could I could see you getting hit by a, a boat that's a bar but a barge that's a boat shouldn't be hitting a bar <laughs> right. that's a good point that is a great point say that Steve. three times I can't and I gotta say hi uh, way back over there I know John Butterworth uh, my old friend John is in the house tonight and uh, uh, always glad to see a lot of people Ed Willig right over there at the bar too uh, uh, a lot of group from the Table 7 Dads Clubs here tonight. The Table Commissioner, the our uh, accountant Bill Welch is here, uh, Wally's here, and, and uh, of course, 
Cooper Electric uh, president, uh, Greg Highlands here. He's checking out the wiring, making sure I did everything yeah. right. Uh, there's no smoke coming out, <laughs> so I feel like I did it. This is all up the code, by the and way. By the way, he just gave me the thumbs yeah, up, too. Yeah. No smoke, no fire. We're good. Yeah. Right. Carry on. Well, I think before we take a break, we might as well wake Steve Geis up. He's sleeping over there in the corner. Uh, Come on, Steve. Get up. Come on. Get get. It's the the Steve Geist drum line uh, that we rely on for the score. Here he comes, coming out of the kitchen. And uh, Steve, uh, I, I know a lot of folks have been keeping an eye on the LaSalle Cub Calf matchup. LaSalle coming in tonight, undefeated, and uh, they they lose infrequently. And uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Got to get that in there. And uh, we have exactly. uh, Coving- Covington Catholic undefeated. They lose infrequently. Uh, so how did this one play out? The last time Covington Catholic beat a GCL South team was 2001. That well, is infrequent. That is infrequent. Yeah. Let's take it back. Uh, is that one word or two? <laughs> <laughs> it's a preferential thing, Mark. Okay, all right. So tonight, LaSalle traveled south of the river. Uh, LaSalle sitting at 6-0, and Covington Catholic coming in at 7-0. and Two Titan teams north and south of the river match up, and it was all Covington Catholic tonight. 28-7 to over the LaSalle Lancers. LaSalle gets their, their first loss. They were sitting at number two, Division Two, Region 8 coming in. So depending on, on what some of the other teams do, see how that affects where, where they're sitting uh, in, in the region. But, you know, they're looking good, obviously, for the playoffs. But LaSalle with a loss tonight, Covington Catholic rolls to 8-0 now on, on the season with a, a 28-7 win. It's a game you heard here tonight on the Prep Sports Radio Network. It was Elder 42, Moeller Crusaders 6, and they dropped to 1-6 and 0-3 and and in the GCL South. So uh, they... they uh, will not win a game in a GCL South this year. So, like I said, the big thing is for them to hold this team together. And they got a couple tough weeks going to Cleveland and coming uh, Cleveland coming here. So, you know, they got St. Ice and St. Ed's back-to-back like most of us do uh, year in and year out. So, uh, you know, tough one there. GMC action, Fairfield remains unblemished tonight. They are number one, Division One, uh, Region 4, with a 37-13 to win over the highly touted uh, preseason if, if uh, you looked at the preseason oh. press on Princeton they already won state yeah, yeah. so they, they, they dropped to four and three on the season now with, with that uh, there's and they were hanging on they were number six coming in uh, in, in division one region four uh, for the playoffs so we'll see where, where that goes with, with that dropping to four and two Fairfield remains a perfect seven and0 and five and0 in the GMC so they're going to be challenging Cole Rain for, for that, that title. Uh, they, they, I, I actually, without looking at your schedule, I'll do that in a little bit. I don't know if Fairfield and Cole Rain match they up. Do, and I think it might be week 10, but I'll check. Cole Rain with a, a win tonight goes to 6 and 1, and uh, they win 17 to 3 tonight over Hamilton. Lakota East 41, Oak Hills nothing. Lakota West 14, Mason 6. In the Miami Valley Conference, it was New Miami over Miami Valley Christian 40 to nothing. New Miami rolls to a perfect 7 and 
and 4-0 in conference action. In Eastern Cincinnati Conference, there's Turpin all over Loveland tonight, 48-12. Turpin remains unbeaten, and uh, uh, they're number one in the ECC right now, and they were number one division. They're the number one team in Division II, Region 8, uh, so they're a step ahead of the LaSalle Lancers. Uh, Turpin just just uh, just re- really uh, losing infrequently. Yes, they're doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Wyoming Cowboys, um, talking about losing infrequently, have won 22 straight regular season games now with a win, 42 to 10 over Deer Park, 6 and 0 moves to 7 and 0 now. Wyoming and um, Deer Park, a good team coming in. They were five and one coming in, so they dropped to six and two, and uh, two and two in the Cincinnati Hills League action. In Southwest Ohio Conference, it was Talawanda 24, Mount Healthy six, Harrison Wildcats over Little Miami tonight, 36 to 13, and uh, Harrison looking at a, a Division Two playoff berth. They're sitting at number four right now in, in Division Two. And um, Little Miami's chances are slipping away. They came in number 10, and they may be be fading uh, at, at this point in the season. Clinton Massey over Western Brown tonight, 49 to nothing. New Richmond 50, Batavia 7, Blanchester over Williamsburg 42 to 20. GCL co-ed action, Baden losing tonight to Chaminade Julian 17 to 3. In another dialing it back to 2001 tonight action Fenwick defeats Alter tonight 26 to 14 that's not the big deal but this is the first time that Alter has lost two games in a row in a season since 2001 wow somebody like so that the Fenwick uh, faithful are, are uh, yeah, are happy with that one. And uh, Alter drops to, to four and three, zero uh, and two in the GCL co-ed. Fenwick uh, moves to four and three and two and zero, first place in the GCL co-ed. In non-league action, it was Roger Bacon, thirty-two, Meadowdale eight, Winton Woods fifty-five, Edgewood twenty. In Kentucky, Connor, who's coming off of the the big win last week against Highlands, wins tonight against Cooper, thirty-five twenty-nine. That's a, a uh, 5A uh, District 5 action in Highlands, who coming rebounding from the loss, wins tonight over Boone County, a hapless Boone County, uh, 49 to nothing, and that's also uh, 5A District 5 action. Ryle with a win for you, Harbin people out there uh, over Campbell County, 41 to nothing. So Ryle goes to 4 and 4 on the season. Campbell County, a perfect 0 and 7. The Camels go down again. Yes, in flames. Yep. Beachwood, 68. Holy Cross, 6. And Lloyd. Lloyd Memorial, 26, Newport, 7. And those are all the scores we have at this early junction. Steve, I did check the schedule for Fairfield, and they will play. They will host Coleraine in Week 10 for the GMC Championship, I'm sure, because Fairfield goes to Sycamore next week. The week after, they host Oak Hills, and then they host Coleraine for the GMC Championship on November 1st. Very good. That'll be interesting. That'll be yeah. add, add a little bit more flavor to our Week 10 reporting. All right, you listen to Prep Sports Radio Game Night, coming to you live out here at La Rosa's on Boudinot. Uh, uh, if I'm shouting at people in the audience, I should say hi to Pat and Anita Ernst out there in the crowd. There they are. Thanks for coming out here tonight. 
our wives, Linda and Teresa, and Joe Harbin's over there as well. He'll be coming up here shortly. Uh, there's a little bit of stuff to talk about with the Harbins, uh, and Joe's going to talk about it. Some teams uh, jockeying for the top eight. Of course, Lakota, win, Lakota West getting a big win. Fairfield getting another win. St. X, Elder. Uh, a lot of people are holding serve, Tom. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they Joe really will are. will be going over that, and uh, so yeah. we'll be talking about that. And uh, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk to Joe. And you know, as uh, as they always say, too, uh, punchlines you missed include is that one <laughs> word or two. So, all right, <laughs> we're going to take our first time out. Joe Harbin is in the box. He's ready to go. He's uh, rested. He's got the computer going, and we'll. Plug the numbers in and see how things play out this week. You're listening to Prep Sports Radio Game Night live at La Rosa's on the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the Elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999, and on the web at Mercy. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Seg here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. I'm Father Chet Artishevitz of the Glen Mary Home Missioners, and thank you so much for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Prep Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Boutno Avenue. And for all you cross-country fans, uh, tomorrow, Varsity Cross-Country, the Greater Catholic League meet is going to be out at Mason at uh, Christ Church at Mason. That is at 10 a.m. If you have ever been to a uh, a cross-country uh, GCL championships uh, or meet, it is a great thing to watch. So that's at 10 tomorrow. 
And uh, there's football, too, tomorrow. I think the JV is playing Mahler out at Mahler at 10 a.m., and the varsity is playing at noon, or excuse me, the freshman at noon, and I think that's at Mahler as well. They're playing Mahler B, so that's uh, getting you caught up if you want to watch a little extra football or cross country. And joining us now, Joe Harbin. And Joe, uh, before you get to Joe, one, one look, final, yeah. one final, Let's and then go. we'll get to the important guy. Uh, St. X over uh, Football North, uh, 44 to 6 tonight. Wow. And that team will be in here in a couple of weeks. Uh, not next week. We got Winton Woods coming in, but Joe, uh, I guess let's work one week back since we didn't have a chance to talk with you last week. Uh, the St. X game, uh, how big was that for the Panthers? It was, it was real big for, for Elder. Um, yeah, St. X came into that game last week 5-0 and um, with a lot of Division One wins. Uh, Elder getting the win last week got them a lot of points, and uh, uh, it put them in a, in a real good spot, and it just further solidified that uh, with tonight's win against Moeller. Yeah, and, and you project these things out. Last week was not an easy one to project. You would project out that Elder would have won tonight against Mahler. But uh, it's good to get some steam here going into the final uh, cluster of uh, games with some quality opponents. It really is. And, um, and that next week's going to be no picnic against Winton Woods. Uh, we, we spoke last week about how uh, region eight, division two. There's only there's eight teams to make the playoffs in all the regions, but in, re, in division two and, and and down, there's around 30 teams in each region as opposed to the 18 teams in region four, division one. So Whitten Woods is coming in um, uh, five and two to that game. They they have uh, Elder and LaSalle in week nine, and they don't play week ten. So they're they're facing a team in uh, in Whitten Woods that um, is as crazy as it sounds. They're a desperate team. Because uh, they need to get six and probably seven wins to feel comfortable making the playoffs, and uh, that's not going to be an easy game for Elder. Uh, we've seen many times in the recent years, no matter how good the Elder team is, that's always been a team, whether they're playing uh, at Elder or especially at Whitten Woods, that that gives Elder a lot of trouble. So, uh, getting a good win tonight, they got to feel good going into next week. Got a lot of good momentum, but it's not going to be easy. You know, you're right. Going against Whitten Woods, they're athletic. They play loose all the time, it seems like. And, and there's some people that may comment and think that they play so loose that they're out of control. They play a little out of control. I'm not sure that's the case, but they're very talented. They're always well coached. And they always like to push the envelope, I think, with tackles and, and it, like when they're cover on defense and stuff. So they are always pushing the envelope. At least recent history says that way, and a lot of times they're putting uh, those types of plays, and they're almost daring the referees to make a call. Yeah, it, when, it, when was their their team? They they play with an edge. Uh, um, they're they're not they're not going to back down to anybody, and, and they're not going to back down to Elder seeing that Elder beat Moeller 42 to nothing or 42 to six tonight because. If you look back earlier in the year, Whitten Woods did something similar to Moeller, and, and they put them away. They shut them out um, early in the season. So there, there's no fear factor for, for Whitten Woods. They, they've beaten Elder in the past, um, and I, I think it's going to be a, a good game. And it, one, one thing to note, uh, Elder's had some great offensive teams in recent years. I don't think there's any question about that. But uh, a couple years ago, Elder went traveled to Whitten Woods, and they got shut out 14 to nothing. Yeah. So I, I with Peyton Ramsey. It, it was, and I, I, we all know how uh, a, a great of a player he is and was uh, for Elder. 
So if you're an Elder fan, you, you put up 42 points against Moeller in the first half tonight. Uh, a lot of points last week against St. Xavier and, and Ryle. Even putting up around 28 points against Lakewood St. Ed's. Next week might be a different animal. And uh, it, it was nice to see Elder's first team defense uh, put up zeros against Moeller. And for the first three quarters against St. Xavier really dominate that game as well, and they're going to need a, a similar performance next week. Yeah, it, it seems to me that a, a team like Winton Woods is very confident and very sure of themselves. I, I, I remember watching an early interview after Winton Woods waxed a, a one of the teams early in the year, the guy saying, I know we, we're not going to lose a game this year. And then they've lost two games in a row uh, coming into the night, uh, but uh, I think they are a little more grounded, maybe uh, a little more humble perhaps, but we'll see. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that um, do you want to play a team that's riding high, maybe 7-0, oh, or do you want to play with like a wounded animal where they're they're desperate, backed into a corner, and they need to win that game. It might even be the fact that they lost those two games to uh, Lakewood St. Edward and Christian Brothers might almost make them more dangerous for Elder next week than if they were coming in. Um, feeling good about themselves at 7-0. Maybe the game wouldn't be as important. They could afford a loss. And uh, I, I think Elder has their hands full next week. But what we've seen here this season for Elder, they're more than capable of uh, of not only holding their own, but uh, but coming out of that game with with a win as well. And I, 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 I don't think that would be surprising at all if Elder went in there and, and handled their business. And that's what I was going to say. <clears throat> Excuse me. Elder's offense can play against any defense. Last week, St. X tried to take away uh, the pass, Elder effectively runs the ball. Tonight, Moeller started to try to take away the run. Elder passes the ball, and as Steve said at halftime, Joe Royer didn't get his first touch until late in the first quarter or early in the second quarter. So there's tons of weapons, and it's good to have different weapons in the RPO, the run-pass option. Uh, and, and Elder definitely has it, and it's anchored by the offensive line. Uh, that, that really uh, means a lot to this team. Yeah, I, I think next week with Elder, um, time of possession, ball control, field position, all this, this keys that you talked about at the pregame each week, uh, further magnified. And um, if Elder can keep their power running game, uh, the RPs, like you're saying, keep that, uh, keep that going and, and stay on schedule with the with the down and distance, then I think they put themselves in a uh, a great position to to come back to uh, Price Hill with the victory. But Joe, let's run down the the top eight as you see it, and well, really the top ten. There's some some gains plugging in here. A lot of these teams that are in the top ten won, but a couple didn't. And let's uh, see how this has changed and affected things. Region four is a mess. There's there's four teams that are taking care of their business, and the rest of the region's a mess. Uh, there's there's no two ways to put it. Um, we'll start with the, the, the top team uh, in, in the rankings, the computer rankings this week, uh, Fairfield Indians. Uh, struggled a little at, near halftime with Princeton. Uh, Non-offensive score went, went against them, but in the second half they did what they've been doing all year. Rebounded and one going away. Uh, right now we have them projected to be the number one overall seed in the region, uh, finishing 10-0 with around 39.58 points. Those are Colerain numbers from years past, almost yeah. approaching 40 points. But that's what happens if, if you're a GMC school and you schedule effectively in the non-conference games, wins over Centerville and Springfield, those teams are going to win some games of their own. And then if, if you if you handle your business in the GMC, 
Um, that's how you can put up his big computer uh, numbers. In the big game, they have Sycamore next week. We expect them to, to defeat Sycamore, roll over Oak Hills. And then week 10 is the that's the big one where they face uh, the Coleraine Cardinals and maybe a, a changing of the guard in the GMC. Or maybe it's more of the same, and uh, yeah, that could be one of these, uh, I think, like you were saying earlier, that's the de facto GMC championship game, and it's it's nice that that's on week 10 this year, something to look forward to. Yeah. The next team we have is, um, we'll, we'll go over the GCL, and we have St. Xavier projected to finish 9-1, and one, and they're right on the heels of Fairfield, 38.95 points, so they're about a half a point below Fairfield, so one game going one way, one game going the other way, and... You could easily see even if Fairfield goes 10 and 0, if St. Xavier's at 9 and 1, they could uh, easily be the number one seed as well. Uh, St. Xavier uh, finishes the season um, with games against LaSalle, Cleveland, and Aches in Cleveland uh, or Louisville, St. Xavier. So if they're going to go 9 and 1, they're going to earn it. Yeah, that's a tough schedule. They have a, a similar gauntlet that Elder uh, has in front of them, and uh, uh, no no cup no cupcakes like you would expect from St. Xavier each year. They they play a who's who, uh, kind of a national schedule. And uh, like we were mentioning, when Elder playing Whitten Woods next week, uh, LaSalle may be in a similar boat to Whitten Woods. That even though they only have one loss on the year, it, it, in Division Two, there's just not not that margin for error that there is in in, uh, in Division One, Region Four. And uh, LaSalle sees all those points they can get from St. Xavier, and that's a. Um, that, that might be one of the games of the city next week. Well, yeah, that, that'll be a tough matchup. So moving down to the next uh, the next one, we have number three seed projected at 9-1 to be the Elder Panthers. And we have them around 33.1384 uh, points. And you, you, these numbers are, are very high uh, that we're projecting uh, these these different teams. A lot of times we're talking 32 is the number one seed, 32 points, and then 30, then 27. Um Elder, Fairfield, and St. Xavier are all putting up big numbers this year. And this is projected with Elder to go 9-1. and one. Um, Whitten Woods, we talked about that at length. Uh, Football North gave St. Xavier a game for the first half. It was it was close going into halftime. Uh, St. Xavier scored a late touchdown to go up by 15. And then in the second half, they kind of uh, ran away with things. Uh, maybe that could be a similar f- formula for the for the Panthers when they face them in, in Week 9. I remember when Elder played Football, Football North last, uh, last year, I was in the car and Elder got two quick touchdowns. Like maybe one may have been a, a dropped punt uh, by the punter, and all of a sudden it was 14 to nothing. It's like, all right, well, this will be easy. Yeah. Lo and behold, it, it came down to the wire. So um, with that in their memory bank, uh, there's there's no doubt Elder won't overlook Football North, and maybe they can take some of the lessons uh, from the game film from St. Xavier facing Football North uh, tonight and, and apply those to Week 9 and, and get away with the, another win there before their last game against uh, – uh, with LaSalle Lancers. And we know how that can go when you're facing at LaSalle. A couple years ago, Elder needed to win to make the playoffs. Wasn't able to do it. It was a rainy night. You just never know about the weather late in the year. Everything that went wa- could have gone right. wrong went it wrong did. that night. So, so hopefully, if you're an Elder fan, they got that all the way that year. Yeah. And have some of that uh, good fortune uh, this season. If you're, if you're looking at Elder and you say, all right, we have them going 9-1, finishing comfortably third, uh, even with St. Xavier going 9-1, if St. Xavier would lose one of the next two, that would open up a number two spot. Um, it is it is within the realm of possibilities that Elder could be the number one seed. Um, that would take probably uh, Fairfield losing to Coleraine, uh, St. Xavier dropping one of their uh, last few games, maybe that Louisville-St. Xavier game. 
then uh, as long as Elder can win out and stay above Coleraine, that's their shot for the number one overall seed. Right now we had them projected to be the number three seed. Um, if you're looking at a first-round uh, home playoff game for Elder, you got to be feeling great right now. Not good, you're feeling great. And the reason for that is Elder's taking care of their business in the first uh, seven weeks of the season. Um, if they lose out, I think they're still comfortably in. If they would lose two or the three, I think that they're still in a really good shot for a uh, first-run home game, um, which would be greatly assisted if Fairfield would knock off Coleraine. Um, and if they would only lose uh, one of the last three, I, I think that they're in the same boat that uh, with a Fairfield win over Coleraine, that they would comfortably be uh, one of those top, uh, those top three seeds. And I, I, even if if Fairfield would knock off, if, even if Coleraine would knock off Fairfield, I, I just don't see the depth in the region that would knock Elder out of one of these top four, um, top four spots. If they lose, if they lose two games, I, I still think they're comfortably in the top four. And just because I was saying, region four just. They don't have the numbers this year that we're used to them having. It's the top four and everybody else. And then the number four seed we have here is Coleraine at 8-2, around 25 points. If they beat Fairfield, obviously they'll be above 30. But uh, there's a big gap between Elder at number three at 33 and Coleraine at number four and 25. And even below Coleraine at, at 25, we're dropping down to 20 points for the five seed. So, wow. Joe, you're talking about the top four teams, and I'm looking at your, your spreadsheet right here, and it goes from – 39 points for Fairfield and Coleraine at number four uh, at 25, and then it goes all the way down to 20 for the five seed. But as I look at the teams, uh, the only outlier in the top four, I guess, might be Fairfield. Every year, year in and year out, you usually have St. X, Elder, and Coleraine. So I guess what you're saying is the teams that are normally there, St. X, Elder, and Coleraine, are still there, but they're winning possibly more than they have in the past to, 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 to gain that separation with the rest of the field. Right. And, and, and Coleraine, usually they're, by this point of the season, they're 6-1 and one or 7-0, and, oh, and that's exactly where they are now, and um, and, and they're getting their points just how they all, they've always done. Um, Fairfield, a lot of these GMC schools we're seeing this year, and in years past, they play an eight-game conference schedule. So they only schedule two non-conference games. And we're seeing a lot of these teams in the non-conference. They went 0-2 this year, and they started out in a big hole, and now they're, they're trying to climb back right. to get to the 8th seed, the 7th seed, the 6th seed. But when you're looking at it, they're, they're maxing out at 6 wins, 7 wins. And based on the schedule, they're playing with the, the, the GMC teams beating up on each other. Their teams going 5-5, five 6-4. And five, and they're not getting the points that an elder's getting when they're, they're beating an Indianapolis Cathedral or they're beating a LaSalle or um, uh, they're beating Whitten Woods. Uh, those type of teams. And so a lot of times Elder will be a good chance for a first-round uh, home playoff game at 7-3 and 6-4. Right. And, and, and same would go with St. Xavier. I think they made the playoffs at 5-5 five and five or 4-6 four and six one year, and they, they went on a tear. I think the one state went yeah. at 5-5. Five and five. Yeah. But now you're seeing Elder and St. Xavier, they're putting up 6-1 and one right now and maybe going 9-1, and one, and that's where you're seeing the big numbers and the big separations that we haven't seen in, in previous years. So with that being said, I am looking at the bottom four as well. So if it's okay now, maybe sure, we could just go, with. go the, for, for, the, for the top eight. And I guess what we're about to say is, Joe, a lot of first-round games in the past have been closed, but based on what this is, there might be – you know, the first round games might be layers since they're on the home field. And it's 
from a computer points uh, perspective, the difference is drastic compared to previous years. Not saying that's going to necessarily shape up on the field, but um, we're seeing a, a, a big line of demarcation after the four seed. And number five seed, we have Lakota West uh, at 20 and a half points. Princeton, we have them. Um, despite their struggles this year, they're, they're coming in at four and three. And we have them winning their next their next three games. They finish with Oak Hills, Lakota West, and Mason. Um, Mason, they're a team that's been around the last couple of years. Yeah. Elder lost them in a, in a close playoff game. And every year they seem like they're in the playoffs, maybe four seed. They go there seven yep. and three. They're eight and two. This year, they, they lost their first two games uh, in the non-conference. Really haven't got much traction. They lost again tonight. And... I was going to put them on the board here to see where they where they max out, but I don't see where they're going to where they're going to um, uh, factor in the playoffs because uh, they came in tonight three and three, uh, they dropped to three and four, and then they get Cole Rain next week mm. and they finish with Princeton and, and yeah. you're probably thinking based on previous experience that five and five is where they max out and. A couple of those wins are going to be against Oak Hills and Middletown, which have a combined one win. Yeah. Where are those points going to come from? And that's where a lot of these these situations with these GMC schools are coming in. I was struggling to get to eight teams that would realistically get to the amount of points that in previous years we would say, well, that's going to be in the sixth seed, that would be the seventh seed, that would be the eighth seed. Yeah. So, so like I said, five seed, we'll go to West at 20 and a half. Sixth seed, uh, we have Princeton at seven and three with 19 and a half points. Uh, if, if they would if they would drop a game to Lakota West um, near the end of the year, uh, that could put them in, in danger uh, and, and put Lakota West in the conversation for a first-round home game with, with Cole Reina if, if things go as we expect. Number seven seed, we have Sycamore, around 14 and a half points. And look at these numbers, 14 and a half points. In, in previous years, you wouldn't even they wouldn't be on the board. <laughs> no, they right. would be around 10 or 11. We would, by the time we get to week 10, we wouldn't be talking about them anymore. And then uh, number eight, we have. Walnut Hills at, at uh, six and four, 14 and a half points, and they lost uh, tonight. Uh, we projected that loss to uh, to Kings, and and even even with that loss, we have them at still qualifying at the, the number eight seed. A couple of teams that we talked about in previous years that just for some reason this year aren't aren't getting the numbers that we uh, uh, that we expected them to get. Uh, Lebanon lost again tonight. They're they're a team that's not from the GCL or GMC, but they're always kind of hanging around. Yep. Milford struggling this year, um, three and three on the on the season. I think they they went down. Uh, they lost to Withrow tonight, and that's in previous years that that hadn't happened. Uh, West Claremont came into tonight two and four. All those teams were teams that would go seven and three, six and four, even eight and two in previous years, and they would have the respectable numbers for a six, seven, or eight seed. But with, with these, those teams struggling this year, then what we're seeing is a lot of the teams in the GMC are beating up on each other enough that, that some of their teams are going to have to qualify by, by default because there's no other teams to replace them. But you might see some of the teams slide in at 6-4 and four and 5-5 five and five with uh, kind of just average computer numbers. And But we saw St. Xavier go on a run when they went 5-5. Five and five. It's all about getting in the tournament. And once once you get in the tournament, all the all the computer points go to zero, all the records go out the window, and and it's a different ball game. Joe, uh, do you project then week ten when we're sitting here at Harbin show? Is it going to be a jumbled mess? Or do you think by then it's going to be clear? It, it just need a few to plug in. I think it'll be pretty clear. Um, 
by the time we get to week 10 because a lot of these teams are, 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 are in the GMC and they're they're playing each other in the last couple weeks. Yeah. We, we mentioned the, the Lakota West That's and Princeton true. game. Um, even, even Sycamore, uh, they have uh, a game against Hamilton. We haven't mentioned them at all. Three and three going into this week. They lost a close, relatively close game to Coleraine. So they may still be in the picture. But I think what we're going to need to see here in the next two weeks is if a GMC school goes 2-0 and in the next two weeks, they might get some separation from a Harvard perspective over some of their league rivals, and all of a sudden this they may have the inside track for the sixth seed or the seventh seed. And by the time they get to week 10, they may control their own destiny. If, they, if they can pick off that last game of the season, then uh, they can slide into the playoffs and um, go from there. Point-wise, uh, looking at the next three opponents, uh Football North, LaSalle, and Wynton Woods. If you had to pick uh, two of the three, I guess uh, LaSalle and Wynton Woods it would be the best ones to win against. And uh, maybe, well, I mean, you want to win all yeah. three. but uh, If you're ranking the teams and the amount of points that we're projecting them to get, um, LaSalle, we have them beat LaSalle, they'd get 43 points. Um, if they would beat uh, Witten Woods, they would get uh, 31 points. That's, that's projecting a LaSalle win over Witten Woods in Week 9. Yeah. So, um, in X? Over LaSalle. Over LaSalle, yeah. So if Witten Woods would beat LaSalle, it would be uh, basically a wash. It would be 37 uh, for each team. So, And then Football North, a quality opponent, but uh, they play a who's who of Ohio. Um, they beat San Ignatius. They face St. Savior. They, they play Elder. I think they may have even played um, uh, uh, Liquid St. Edward this year. If not this year, in previous years, they've uh, uh, they faced them. So the fact that they might not get a lot of points from Football North doesn't mean that they're any less quality than these other teams. It's just that... Um, they play the gauntlet of a schedule they haven't won. Yeah. And, and uh, being Cleveland St. Ignatius, I don't care who you are, that's... Uh, when you see that's that result, win. Yeah. that's a win that uh, that you take notice about. And uh, if there's anyone in, in elder country that's overlooking football north, I just recommend they look at that 41 to 40 football north over city nations and say, let's, let's and, give this And, a, and Joe, and I think too that I don't think Doug's going to have a hard time getting these guys fired up these next three weeks because they know what Witten Woods did back when. Uh, Peyton Ramsey was quarterback, and like you said, they shut him out 14 to nothing. That was probably the most prolific offense they had mm-hmm. in a long time. And uh, obviously, they're going to dangle that St. Ignatius loss uh, uh, in front of them with Football North. And uh, LaSalle, my gosh, you know, they're, they're, you don't have to go there. That 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 one's... Mm-hmm. It's for the GCL championship. Yeah. I mean, if Elder right. wins that, they, they win an outright championship. And Daddy always mentioned that going into the season... The goal is to win the GCL championship, city championship, and state championship. Um, they may not control their destiny with the city championship unless Corrine knocks off Fairfield, but they definitely control their destiny with the GCL championship and the state tournament. So um, even though they may by that time have virtually clinched a first-round home game, uh, there's a lot to play for in Week 10. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to finish by saying Doug came into the game and he told the players, don't overlook, don't look past Moeller. Moeller gave St. X everything they wanted. Uh, they, they held with LaSalle. And it sounds like the players heeded his words, which is a good sign if you're a follower of the Elder Panthers. And it bodes well for going into the Whit Woods contest and then home against uh, Football North. And then finally on the road to LaSalle. Don't look past these teams. 
And I think uh, Doug's and his staff have done a great job of getting these kids prepared week in and week out. Yeah, one good thing about elder scheduling, and it's not just this year. It's been the past, uh, as long as I can remember, they play a gauntlet of a schedule. and But different but, types of teams. Yeah, and that's what's so great about this year. You look at... Indianapolis Cathedral. Indianapolis Cathedral is a very good team. Mm-hmm. And last week they destroyed Louisville Trinity. And that, I mean, that's Louisville Trinity. That does yeah, not happen. Right. And they took it to them. They hung with St. Saint, uh, Xavier. That's a team that might win the championship in, uh, in the state of Indiana. We all know what, what Clearwater Academy brings to the table. And I, I mentioned something last week, and I, I talked to my friend Kevin Welch after the, the, the show a couple weeks ago. And we were expecting uh, Clearwater only to have a five-game schedule. He said he, he talked to some folks in that they're putting together a schedule, a, a 10-week schedule, kind of, I don't know if it's on the fly or they may already have it assembled, but um, they won their last two weeks. I, I'm, I'm trying to find a score tonight. It's not the easiest thing to do, but um, the crazy score last week. They beat the number one team in Florida, 14-9. to Wow. Jeez. Which is shocking not only the points like that they St. scored, Thomas but also Aquinas. the game. Yeah, it was, I don't know who it Somewhere was, but it was, there, that oh, wow. always tough yeah. or whatever. I don't know. But, but whoever that team wants to hold under 14 points, yeah. they either had a, a a great offense, and I'm not sure about their defense, only scoring nine or not, uh, nine points, but um, they, they've won all their games. They only give Elder three and a half points per win as opposed to the standard six and a half, but all of a sudden that game where they weren't expecting much, yeah. Uh, it's basically we had them getting around uh, 31 and a half points, and that's basically the equivalent of beating a Division One team that wins five games. Excellent. So it's for for the amount of struggle that it took to get it, uh, probably not the path you're hoping, but uh, better than probably they're expecting at the outset of the season. All right, Joe. Thank you very much. And uh, it looks like it's time for your guy to your right to get moving here with some scores. And I've been slacking off here. Yeah, he was snoozing. Joe, Joe Harbin. He's the man that everybody's here to see. Yeah. Absolutely. And now all the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. GCL South action. It was Elder over Moeller tonight, 42-6. to Elder uh, looking pretty good, as Joe just said, for uh, week 11. And uh, maybe they can get the pit ready early. Yeah. St. X over uh, Football North, Clarkson North, Canada, whatever you want to call them, uh, 44-6. Covington Catholic over LaSalle Lancers tonight, 28-7. GMC action was Fairfield over Princeton, 37-13. Sycamore over Middletown, 15-0. Coleraine, 17. Hamilton, 3. Lakota East, 41. Oak Hills, nothing. Lakota West, 14. Mason, 6. Miami Valley Conference action. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, 34, Purcell Marion nothing, Lachlan 27, St. Bernard 14, uh, New Miami 40, Miami Valley Christian nothing, Anderson over West Claremont tonight 34-23, it was Kings 31, Walnut Hills 19, Turpin 48, Loveland 12, Wyoming 42, Deer Park 10, Gahana Lincoln wins 29-28. Was that their first win of the year? Yeah. Joe, first, first how's win that? Of the year uh, over Reynoldsburg. So um, maybe maybe Gahana Lincoln can uh, piece together a couple wins. Get some surprise points there. Yeah, found money. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Gahana Lincoln. 
Johanna Lincoln. <laughs> go Lions. Yeah. Or whatever. What are, are they Lions? I've, yeah. 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 Go, I found, go that's Lions. really Gehanna. I found $20 in my pants. Well, uh, these can't be my pants then. Yeah. <laughs> found money. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was somewhere near Turpin uh, remaining undefeated and winning uh, 48 to 12 over. over Loveland and since they Hills League action, it was Wyoming 42, Deer Park 10, Madeira 17, Taylor 7, Indian Hill 49, Redding 7. Mount Taylor Huffy, has uh, found winning very infrequent. Uh, infrequent. They're, yeah. they're uh, 1 and 6 and 0 oh and 4 in, in league action wow. there. So they're, they're the whipping boy of the CHL at this point. Talawanda 24, uh, Mount Healthy 6. Little Miami loses to Harrison tonight, 36 to 13. Ross over Northwest, 21 to 6. In the Southern Buckeye Conference action, American it was New Richmond over Batavia, 50 to 7. Clinton Massey big over Western Brown, 49 to 7. Clinton Massey rolls to six and six and one on the season. Goshen 32, Wilmington 20. Oh, the Goshen Goat fans. Yeah, are. I tell you, they come, they sneak in, and they do. They, yeah. they sneak yeah. out. Yes, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're chewing on their cannolis as they're, they're, they're slinking up the side of the mountain. Yeah, Lanchester 42, Williamsburg 20. Bethel Tate 34, Claremont Northeastern 9, GCL Coed Action, Chaminade Julianne 17, Baden 3. Fenwick 26, Alter 14, Carroll 28, McNick nothing. Uh, Roger Bacon 32, Meadowdale 8. Edgewood loses to Winton Woods tonight, 55 to 20. And as uh, Joe Harbin was saying before, you know, Winton Woods kind of clinging on there. They, they come in at number number seven in D- Division Two, Region Eight. So you know every win they, they win over a. a uh, a two and four, now two and five, uh, Edgewood team, but every win counts, and they're going to be hungrier, possibly than the Panthers uh, when, when, they, give, when they do. But give Wintwood credit for the schedule that they're playing. Oh, big time! Outstanding Division one yeah. schedule, great schedule, and uh, yeah, they're always a, a good team and a very, as they say, a very tough out. Yeah. Taft and Hughes squared off tonight in uh, Cincinnati Metro Conference action. Uh, Taft uh, comes in at five and one, and they rolled to six and one, and one and zero. And they're number four in Division Five, Region Twenty. So Taft looking at a postseason um, a- action, and, and Hughes actually at five and one, two and zero. They're, they're having a good season. They were sitting at number seven in uh, Division Two, or no, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. They're sitting at, the, at number uh, number eight in Division Three, Region Twelve. So, you know, they're, 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 they got to rectify things if Hughes uh, wants to kind of get in on the action there in Week Eleven. South of the River, Connor thirty-five, Cooper twenty-nine, Highlands forty-nine, Boone County nothing. Ryle over Campbell County tonight. 41 to nothing. Beachwood big over Holy Cross, 68 to 6. Lloyd, 26. Newport, 7. Walton Verona, 49. Owen County, 19. Bishop Brossard, 41. Bracken County, nothing. Franklin County over Batesville in Indiana, 28 to 14. And uh, Cathedral wins tonight over Bereft Jesuit or whatever. 
school it is 21 to, to 7. It was a good team. It was a 6 and 1 team that they were playing. So uh, Cathedral moves to uh, 6 and 2 on the season right now. And those are all the scores we have. On the we didn't get that Indiana. score in from uh, Thurston Howe Academy, have we, Steve? Uh, oh, Thurston Howe Academy, yeah. yes. Uh, the, 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 they, they beat up on, on the Canucks. The Canucks, yeah. yeah, I thought so. I, I that's what Joe had pro- yeah, projected. projected. So, yeah, uh, Lovey, Lovey and the gang were uh, making cocktails at halftime. <laughs> Lovey. Uh, so good, big win for Thurston Howe Academy in Division <laughs> Six. So uh, that for one, those keeping score. Huh? Yeah, for you, Joe. Before we take a break. Uh, that win uh, by the uh, Lions of Gahana Lincoln, uh, that, that's that's not bad. It, it's a it's a good win for Elder. Um, it, it gives them a little bit more separation from Coleraine. Um, and if if Fairfield drops the game to Coleraine at the end of the year, and, and St. Xavier drops the game, uh, who knows? Maybe that could be the game that that vaults Elder up to the number one seed. <laughs> if, if, if it gets that close, it, it might just come down to one game. So you say we have a chance. Or if Clearwater Academy continues to schedule games and they continue to win. Right, yeah, that could be a that point could be that we it too. Found on, but money. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can schedule Thurston Hall Academy too. Possibly. Love All it. right, we need to take a timeout. When we come back, I have uh, in the bullpen over here, Len Harvey. He's uh, working on his uh, changeup, his curve, and his fastball has not been right. very fast lately. So yeah. uh, he's an off-speed pitcher all the way now. <laughs> uh, junk uh, pitches and. Uh, he throws a wild spitter as well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to Len Harvey, play-by-play voice of the Elder Panthers, when we come back. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. All right, on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Joe, Joe, Joe. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace, and they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Delhi, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent. Talking about Skyline. <gasps> your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. <laughs> And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7, 365, 513-271-5000. 
Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Prep Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Boudinot Avenue. And we are back at La Rosa's on Boudinot. One more shout-out before we get into the meat of things. Uh, I understand the Elder Band last night played in the Blink Parade, and they kind of did it in New Orleans brass band style with uh, unique... uh, well, lights and things on them uh, help designed by the art department uh, as well as the band. So the, the art department and the band work together, and I heard it was a, a great success. And Jack Anderson uh, dressed up like Beetlejuice, so that had to have been fun. So uh, we, we have uh, some lights above us for our celebration of Blink yeah. right now. Uh, I'll, I'll be seeing some of that tomorrow and Sunday, so, from what I understand. So, uh, but joining us now, the man, the legend, the 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 Jersey boy himself. Uh, people think uh, this guy doesn't have a Price Hill accent. No, no. He, he's from Jersey. Yeah. And uh, land a big big win tonight. Uh, kind of a not not a as exciting of a game as we had last week, but it's one of those games you have to win, you have to put forward. And do they, they did everything they needed to do and did it right. They did, and, and uh, you know, Coach talked about it before the game. Last week, three and a half quarters of defense, right? The last half a quarter, not so much. Tonight, yeah. four quarters of defense, and it's a complete game. you gotta, you got to love that going into next week because that's going to be a tough game too. So very uh, the defense was, was a star tonight. Yeah, it, 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 it was, and uh, looking at the numbers with Joe Harbin, uh, you know, we're, we're anxiously hoping for a week 11 at the pit, uh, one more game at the pit, so uh, uh, that, you have to you have to win the games, you have to win. you got a tough schedule, the last three here coming up. Yeah, certainly. I mean, the Clarkstown uh, in there in the mix, uh, the North team, but uh, definitely Winton Woods and LaSalle is going to be all you can handle. Yeah, I, I had a text from uh, Tom Gamble, they were trying to get input in on who the star of the game would be. And and uh, I said, well, and he said, Luby. And I said, well, that would be a no-brainer. That's an easy one. We make him star of the game so much, he's probably getting tired of being right. called star of the game. But I sent him, I said, a guy outside of the box, I, I put Colt Sandus in there. Uh, I don't know necessarily if he had the, the best game that he had tonight. Last week was the game I thought right. he, he was a pivotal in that win. And... Uh, the defense is is starting to step up, starting to get into the jo- the, the groove, and boy, do they need that coming up these last three games. It's hard not to vote for Sanders. I mean, he's had over 50 tackles already on the year. Had 11 last week. 
probably had five or six tonight. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. But he was tremendous. The, the defense, Connor Keyes, uh, Tanner Purdue, all of them were in it. Purdue recovered a fumble. There was an interception by Ben, you know, for the touchdown. Yeah. You know, you look at uh, – there was Seeger, Seeger yes, Seeger yeah. had interception, they, and that led to 21 points. The the interception. So, you know, the defense. You could have picked anybody on the defense tonight, but uh, you know, Sanders is a name you call every play, and uh, Connor Keys and, and all those. So that's good call on your part. We we we. I, be, I don't know if he picked him, but I I threw that I, in. I hope Greg, who's in the in the audience, is up, is okay with. We picked Matthew Luby for the Cooper Electric. Star of the game. That's his fourth win. I don't know if he uh, gets any kind of break, oh, uh, Greg. Yeah, Greg you know, but Greg's putting yeah. his ceiling fans all over <laughs> <Yeah>. the house. <laughs> uh, There's alarm systems yeah. too, yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he's but, been but tremendous. seriously, Lynn, with You know, it's interesting. You said the uh, the defense on a on a night where the elder offense scores 42 points, uh, but but you're you're right. I mean, Doug mentioned Tuesday at Dad's Club that the defense is coming together. I mean, when you know, seven weeks ago, when the season started, there were guys playing where they thought they looked the best in summer drills and what have you. And now you have an outside linebacker started the year. Uh, Tanner Purdue as an outside linebacker. Now he's a def- defensive lineman. Yeah. And these guys, week in, week out, practice after practice, they're showing Doug and their staff what they what their skill set is best suited for. And for the most part, this team is no different than any other Doug Ramsey coach team. These players know their limitations, and they know what they should do. They need on defense. Stay in your lanes, for instance. And as long as they're playing as a team, that's going to take them very, very far. Yeah, I mean, look at the you know the schedule that they went through and the two back-to-back games with Cathedral and Clearwater, right? Back-to-back, just instant classic games. Uh, they they got through it great, and they, yeah, they lost to Lakewood St. Ed's, but. Uh, that was even a close game in the third quarter. Could have gone either way. And you look at it, just they've really since then just continued to, to get better and better. And, and that's what you want at this time of the year. You don't want to be getting worse. You want to you want to be moving forward and, and getting better. As I told Mark and Steve earlier, with this offense, land with the weather, you know, it's always apt to change, especially as we get into late October and then hopefully in the playoffs in November. It's going to get colder. It's going to get wetter. But this offense they can throw the ball when they when the defense takes away the run and they can run the ball when the defense takes away the pass and there's a lot to be said about that as you get further and further into the playoffs of course and you know i mentioned to coach tonight i said you know last week didn't really throw the ball you didn't you know they took away the, the throwing game a little bit. He's like, well, we didn't really throw the ball that much anyway. Yeah, because um, he didn't have right, to. He didn't have to, and Luby had over 230 yards. So yeah. you don't have to throw too much when your quarterback's going to run for, for over 200 yards. And hopefully next week that will be the same thing. Lenny, you're from northern Kentucky, and you, you're well aware of uh, Covington Catholic. Uh, they do more than just wear mega hats over there. I know. But, uh, yeah, I, if I'm Doug Ramsey, I'm wanting that film. I want to study. They they are a team very similar to Elder as far as the makeup and the fabric of the team, and uh, it, it's got to give Elder, I guess, a boost to say this this LaSalle team we can we can handle them. Absolutely. You know, I don't think any team is out of reach, especially after the athleticism of the Clearwater team that Elder was able to capitalize on. And then, you know, they played Lakewood St. Ed's the week after. So I don't think there's any team that's going to be as fast as the Clearwater team and as good as Lakewood St. Ed's. Oh, 
Saint so, Edwards. Yeah, they were. They they are by far the class of who they played, and hopefully we'll get to see them late November, which would be a, a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And and uh, Thanksgiving is coming. Will be coming up around the bend. You might be calling games if if. if I I hope so. <laughs> You'll be flying me in from New Jersey on a on a Friday to do the game because yeah. I'll, I'll be heading out. Yeah. Jet. Right. Yeah, I'll right. be on a PSR and jet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully first class because uh, I don't like to fly coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're we're going to send you on. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to. I won't name the the, the airline, but. I know. Uh, it, it, oh, it, uh, I have to bring my own food. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's not even that good. <laughs> I hope your arms it. aren't tired. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I got some issues with that. But. Yeah. But that's it's it's getting back to tonight's game, Len. Um, you, you, you watching the Mueller Crusaders and for the folks at home, there there is talent on this team. There is a lot of near misses, a lot of things that were going right. And uh, but they just couldn't capitalize and put them together and turnovers all night long. Well, if you look in the in the first quarter, there was an 80 yard touchdown that was called back. So, you know, there there was some hope early, but then after that, it was pretty much you know when you when you you go fall behind 35 to nothing. I mean, there's you know you're gonna kind of warm up the bus. But you know there, there is some hope. They've got some talent. Uh, it's a shame they had a great kicker. We didn't get to see him tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but they're they're uh, they're they'll be good next year. I think they've got some good good talent. See, we only have a couple minutes left. I know uh, they'll be playing the music in my ears, but just go through the the top scores that you let, want to let, cover again. Let's hit the let's hit the high spots. GCL South teams in action tonight. Elder over the Molar Crusaders tonight, 42 to six. Saint Xavier. 44 Clarkson North out of Canada 6. The LaSalle Lancers fall to the Covington Catholic Colonels 28 to 7. First time a Covington Catholic beat a GCL South team since 2001. GMC Fairfield over Princeton 37-13. Sycamore 15. Middletown nothing. Colerain 17. Hamilton 3. Lakota East 41. Oak Hills nothing. Lakota West 14. Mason 6. An ECC action. West Claremont falls to Anderson tonight, 34-23. It was Kings 31, Walnut Hills 19. Turpin over Loveland, 48-12. Withrow 20, Milford 14. And those are all the scores that you need to know. Wow. Steve well, it looks Bangle. like we got just a minute before the top, bottom of the hour, and we'll be handing it back to Sacred Heart Radio's normal programming. But uh, thanks to Kevin Kenny back at the studio for all he does without Kevin. This, none of this would happen. We appreciate all the fine work he does. And, uh, of course, uh, Phil Bengal, who is uh, doing, uh, I'm sure, still helping out at Elder. Uh, he's probably doing the laundry, washing <laughs> yeah. the uniform. It's it a everything. tough job yeah. when you're the assistant AD. You know. He's working his way up to head cashier there. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For all the people that came here, nice crowd tonight. Thank you, everybody. Thanks very much. We'll uh, we'll be Thank back you. at it again next week as we head out to Wentwoods, and we'll be doing the post-game show from here on out. Uh, hopefully you can join us again here next week. For everybody here, uh, for those behind the mic and those in front or whatever it is, have a good night, everyone. Good night. You understand what it takes to get a job done right. At a Red Wing shoe store, we do the same. Taking the time to get to know you and the work you do helps us find exactly the right boot for your job.
Backed by a wide selection of sizes and job-appropriate styles that are purpose-built for any job. Now that's what we call understanding by design. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Red Wing Shoes. Mall Avenue in Florence and on Glenway Avenue in Western Hills. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. I am Father Kyle Schnipple. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Sacred Heart Radio. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoding Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosard Pharmacy, your West Side Skyline Chili locations, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of Elder High School football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.